0: live from New York City this morning. Good morning. Good morning. Your equity market going absolutely nowhere on the S&P 500. The countdown to the open starts right now. Everything
1: you need to get set for the start of US trading. This is Bloomberg The Open with Jonathan Farrow.
0: Live from New York, we begin with the big issue. Economic warnings piling up.
2: There's another shoe that has to drop, and that is the economy. It's resilient today still, with the exception of housing, but we think the Fed is going to have to push demand lower to get that wage inflation down, and they're not likely to ease next year.
0: Here's another one about
1: bear markets that are punctuated by a either economic or earnings recession.
3: We think we're gonna get at least one of those. Could it get pushed out further into the middle of next year? Yes.
0: Do we think we can avoid it? No. And another one.
4: I do worry about as we get into 2023 and we start to see employment go to very low levels, zero or negative, then you will see a slowdown in consumer spending that then becomes a contraction. It's gonna be a rough 2023. And I think that's what the moral of the story is.
0: Neil no data of Renaissance Macro says, what's slow down? Writing the following. While inflation is moderating somewhat, real economic activity is accelerating. The widening gap between actual economic conditions and expectations may prompt an abrupt and potentially disruptive period. So is the US economy picking up? Or slowing down. Joining us now is Jim Bianco of Bianco Research and Megan Green of the Croll Institute, who wrote in the FT this past week, "quote It may be the most anticipated recession in history. Economists have been forecasting contraction for the U.S. economy since at least April, but a bit like GODOT, it has yet to show up. Credit the cash cushion American consumers and corporations built during the pandemic, but that will eventually disappear, and then the economy will nosedive." Megan, let's start with you. Then, which one is it? Are we slowing down or picking up?
2: We're slowing down. There's no question about it, but we're not we're not in a recession yet, and and that's what I meant when I said it's the most anticipated recession. It's just not here yet, and I do think it is because consumers and businesses are still spending. And why wouldn't they be? Excess savings, you know, is around 1.5 trillion uh, among consumers. That's down pretty significantly from the pandemic high of 2.3 trillion, but you know, it's it's come down and it's coming down rapidly, but it's still pretty high. And moreover, the labor market's really strong. So until we see the labor market really deteriorate, people are going to keep spending whatever their bank balances are showing. There's some signs of stress. You know, credit card balances have jumped 15 percent in the third quarter. That's the biggest jump we've seen in 20 years. Um, But that being said it's it's from really really low levels. Businesses are also seeing delinquencies rise but again from incredibly low levels. So I think this cash cushion means we can ride out the first half of next year without a recession. But then I think we're going to see the economy
0: dip. Jim Bianco what's your take on this big debate right now.
2: It
5: is as Megan said it's probably the most anticipated recession that we've ever seen. The survey the Philly Fed does a survey of professional forecasters and it's a 50 year high in the number of people expecting a recession. They're expect also unemployment is supposed to soar next year. Stock strategists are negative the most negative in the 25 years of the Bloomberg history. And if you look at their earnings forecasts they're the worst after inflation in 40 years of data not after 9-11, 9-11, not after the tech bubble, not after the great f- recession. Did we see people this bearish? It's all about the rise in rates and them thinking that they've overdone it. And the problem is normally on Wall Street, you get fired for being this bearish. But why isn't anybody getting fired? Because in 2023, it's all about cheap money and it's all about liquidity. And the hope is the economy turns down. And then the Fed Pivots and cuts rates and then the markets respond positively. So this is the new bull call for 2023. Say that everything's gonna fall apart, and then Jay Paul's got a pivot, and then the markets will rally. The bear story is kind of what Megan said nothing bad happens, and then the Fed raises rates, and they raise rates a little bit more, and then they hold it throughout twenty twenty-three.
0: Jim, listen to what we're saying. The hope is that the economy slows down. ISN'T THAT JUST BIZARRE THAT WE'RE SAYING THAT OUT LOUD?
5: IT IS BIZARRE. THIS IS THE UPSIDE DOWN WORLD WE ARE. 15 YEARS OF QUANTITATIVE EASING, ZERO INTEREST RATES, NEGATIVE INTEREST RATES, FORWARD GUIDANCE HAS GOT THE MARKET TO BECOME LIKE A LIQUIDITY JUNKIE. IT ONLY WANTS CHEAP MONEY. It only wants low rates and that's all it responds to. Look at how it responds to the CPI report and Fed speeches. It doesn't respond to anything like that in corporate America.
0: Megan is it bad that payroll surprise to the upside that wage growth comes in hotter than expected. Is it bad that the ISM services indicator yesterday was better than expected. Is that bad news.
2: Yeah. Particularly the wage growth figure even though wages are growing more slowly than prices. So people's standards of living are deteriorating. But all the data that you've you've aggregated there for us John suggests that the Fed's going to have to hike even more. Markets have repriced hikes. So now you know it's consensus to say that the Fed will have to get rates above 5 percent which will just cause a, a deeper downturn. And so I do think overall that's pretty bad news. Um, You know the Fed is worried about inflation. They're going to do whatever they need to do to bring it down I think. But I I think that does mean raising rates above 5 percent and then holding there. There is a a bare scenario though where we have a short and shallow recession which is what I'm expecting. But then you end up with a financial crisis on top of it. And I think since Jim brought up liquidity, it's worth pointing out that there isn't much of it. Even the U.S. Treasury market is highly stressed now. And so as the Fed is hiking rates and shrinking its balance sheet, as investors are noting that they're taking losses in bonds and equities at the same time. So they're moving into cash. Liquidity is being withdrawn. And I think we're going to get a bunch of market blow ups over the course of the next year off the back of that. I think the Fed can probably handle those blowups. But if it can't, and we get a financial crisis on top of a short and shallow recession, it would turn it into a much deeper recession.
0: And Megan, when you talk of blow-ups, what do they look like? Where do you expect to find them?
2: I think they look, <clears throat> excuse, me, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot like uh, the UK LDI blow-up that we saw this fall, um, where you've got pockets of illiquidity that the central bank has to step in to paper over where are we going to find them? Probably not in the banking sector since, you know, after the global financial crisis, our banks are better regulated, have higher capital ratios. Um, we'll see them in shadow banking, which is bad news because we have very little visibility on what's happening under the hood in shadow banking. Um, one area I'm worried about is corporate debt in the U.S. Uh, it's, it's a big market and about a third of our corporate debt is triple B rated. So the bottom rung for investment grade. If you get a bunch of downgrades, you may end up having four sellings by bond funds, which could turn into kind of a, an LDI style doom loop that the Fed has to paper over. And the Fed isn't going to want to buy junk bonds. So that will be challenging. The U.S. Treasury market could be a problem, particularly next year as we go into a showdown over the debt ceiling. So there are a lot of Possibilities in terms of where these blowups could happen. But I think they're going to happen across the developed world in 2023.
0: Jim, do you share that view too?
5: Yeah, I do. I share the view that their liquidity is poor and the markets are very stressed. And that's one of the arguments I hear all the time that the Fed's got to pivot because of that situation. And I do worry that there's going to be a problem. The only thing I would add to what Megan said is that the bond market is too big, it's too complicated, and it's too opaque. For me or anybody else, or Jamie Dimon or anybody in between, to basically say, there's where it's going to be. But when a market is this stressed and liquidity is this poor, it doesn't take much to create a crisis. And so, yes, it wouldn't surprise me if we did see one in 2023.
0: So, are we being too cute for next year and the runway, the glide path through 2023? You guys are familiar with the consensus. Here's another one this morning, this time from UniCredit, and this is not a dig at UniCredit. We've heard this from pretty much every bank on the street. Here's the quote: Ongoing sharp monetary tightening and an upcoming recession pose significant downside risk. They're talking about Europe. Could apply to the US. However, evidence of slowing core inflation, peaking official rates, and signs of economic recovery should pave the way for more risk taking in the second half of 23. Megan, can you weigh in on this? Are we being too cute about the glide path for 2023?
2: Yeah, I don't think Unicredit's quote applies to the U.S. because the U.S. is going to go into a recession much later than Europe is. Um, so, you know, I don't think that the second half of 2023, as we're going into a recession, is a time to take on risk in the U.S. I think that would be a bad call. Are we being cute, though? I, I assume you mean, are, are we being too sanguine about how this will go? Um, I don't think so. I think that the Fed... Um, is serious about leaning against inflation, but is also trying its hardest not to prompt a recession. I don't think they'll succeed, unfortunately. But I do think that the Fed's going to pause at some point uh, in the first half of next year and will hold rates high for a while before pivoting. Um, That does mean that they're unlikely to just keep ratcheting rates up forever. and, And that's been digested by the markets. The markets understand that. So I think that we can expect a short and shallow recession. One thing, though, we haven't seen is a deterioration in the labor market, a, a tick up in unemployment is the best indicator of a recession. But that doesn't tend to happen until after the Fed has already reached its peak rate. And so I think we're going to have to wait to see that. And that, of course, is also when consumers will stop spending and and will really go into a downturn.
0: When I say too cute, Megan, I'm just thinking we're being way too specific about the absolute unknown in 2023. Jim Bianco, you mentioned the outlook on the S&P 500. The average forecast in our survey on the S&P year 4,009 on the S&P 500. At the close yesterday, 3998.84. So basically 4K. So, Jim Bianco, the consensus view on the street right now, and I get the range of estimates is still pretty wide, but Jim, from where we are, the consensus view looks like this. We're at 4K right now on the S&P. We'll end year-end 23 at 4K. You're going to get this downdraft in the economy in the first half. Bad earnings, a bad equity market. Then in the second half, you're going to price in a Fed that backs away in a better economy, and this equity market is going to rip into year end. Jim, what do you think of that?
5: Yeah, I mean, that is that is what everybody is hoping for. And you're right that the, the spread or the dispersion between all those forecasts is about as wide as we've ever seen. It's like 30% between the highest and the lowest forecast. But I do think that they are being a little bit too cute because this whole idea about that. We're going to have some kind of a soft landing that we're going to print like minus point minus 0.1 for a couple of quarters on GDP. By the way, we did that last year in the first and second or this year, excuse me, in the first and second quarter. And then we were going to see the Fed pivot and everything take off. Typically, it doesn't work that way that when the economy gets the momentum on the downside, it gets the momentum on the downside and it keeps going. Uh, when the unemployment rate goes up and it goes up enough, it keeps going more than just a couple of tenths. It goes up one, two, three percent. And that's why I, I understand what you're saying. And I agree that we are being a little bit too cute. We're kind of having this path with a couple of turns along the way when we should just be saying, look, if it's going south, it's going south. Or if it's not going to go south, it's not going to go south. But this whole idea that we're going to go south for a while and then we're going to turn north again. Yeah. And therefore, You let the market, you know, wait until June and just start buying the market like crazy. It's all about the Fed. They all need the Fed to pivot because it's all about cheap
0: money. And by pivot, we mean cut. So let's go there. Just a quick yes or no. Jim, have you got the Fed cutting rates in 23? Yes or no?
5: No, I do not.
0: Megan. Megan, where are you on the Fed next year? Are they cutting in 23?
2: NO, I, I DON'T THINK SO. I THINK THEY'RE GETTING RATES ABOVE 5% AND WILL and we'll STICK THERE THROUGHOUT the, THE REST OF THE YEAR.
0: THAT'S GOING TO BE TOUGH FOR A LOT OF PEOPLE. THAT REALLY IS, IF THAT'S WHAT TRANSPIRES. MEGAN Green's IS GOING TO STICK WITH US ALONGSIDE JIM BIANCO. EQUITY FUTURES RIGHT NOW UNCHANGED ON THE S&P 500. COMING UP, IS IT THE BEGINNING OF THE END FOR THE TALENT WAR ON WALL STREET?
1: THE TALENT WAR
6: IS, is, is um, I THINK THERE ARE SOME HEADWINDS, GIVEN WE'RE CHANGING ECONOMIC CONDITIONS. But the competition for talent is still very, very strong. Now, how that evolves in 2023 is unknown. Certainly, if we have a slower economic environment, it will have an effect.
0: That conversation, I'm next.
7: It shouldn't
6: be surprising to people watching the performance of the business this year that 2021 was an exceptional year. It was a record year for the firm, it was the highest debt revenue year ever for the firm. 2022 is a different year, and so naturally,
1: compensation will be lower.
0: That was the Goldman CEO David Solomon in the last hour. Elsewhere, the biggest banks on Wall Street might be about to send a message to their bankers: prepare for smaller bonuses. Bloomberg reporting in the past week that J.P. Morgan, Bank of America, and CITY are all weighing plans to cut bonus pools for their investment bankers by as much as thirty percent. Some firms are planning to give low performers no reward at all. The proposals are still under discussion and could change. In the coming weeks. Joining us now is Bloomberg Shanali Basek from the Goldman Financial Services Conference. Fantastic conversation, Shanali. Just walk us through what you've learned from David Solomon in the last 60 minutes or so.
7: LISTEN, HIS VIEW HAS NOT CHANGED VERY MEANINGFULLY ON THE ECONOMIC OUTLOOK HERE, BUT HE DID SAY SLOWING DOWN ECONOMIC ACTIVITY, YOU HAVE TO BE CAUTIOUS WITH SIZING IN THAT KIND OF ENVIRONMENT. THERE ARE CONSTRAINED ACTIVITY LEVELS, AND THAT'S WHAT YOU HAVE TO PREPARE FOR AS A CEO OF A MAJOR BANK. NOW, LISTEN, WHY IS THIS IMPORTANT, JOHN? Uh, ON BACKGROUND, I'VE HAD MULTIPLE FIRMS NOW TELL ME THAT GOLDMAN MIGHT SET THE STANDARD. IT OFTEN DOES, BUT IT MIGHT SET THE STANDARD HERE ON WALL STREET ON JUST HOW FAR THOSE CUTS CAN GO. Interestingly, also here, and remember, Goldman is today speaking from a moment of strength. Their stock is down less than all of their biggest rivals here when you look at uh, year-to-date performance. And so, when you look at him planning for a year like next year and saying that they are still considering uh, further cost cuts or further, uh, further con- uh, cautious with ca- cautiousness with sizing, it is interesting to hear him say that they are still preparing for more pain ahead.
0: WHAT WERE YOUR THOUGHTS ON HIS VIEWS ON 2023? IS THAT A MAN SPEAKING WITH CONVICTION OR JUST ABSOLUTE UNCERTAINTY ABOUT WHAT IS ABOUT TO COME AROUND THE CORNER?
7: IT'S PREPARATION, RIGHT, BECAUSE NO MATTER HOW BAD IT GETS, YOU NEED TO MAKE SURE THAT THE FIRM IS READY TO BE PROFITABLE IN THAT KIND OF AN ENVIRONMENT. REMEMBER, IN JUST A LITTLE WHILE HERE, WE'LL ALSO BE SPEAKING TO BRIAN Moynihan, WHOSE FIRM HAS NOT REALLY ANNOUNCED THE SAME LEVEL OF CUTS OR DOWNSIZING OR EVEN REDUCTIONS IN THE INVESTMENT BANKING BUSINESSES. AGAIN, REMEMBER, GOLDMAN, NOT ONLY IS THEIR STOCK DOING BETTER AT INVESTMENT BANKING, IF YOU LOOK AT THE MARKET SHARE GAINS THAT THEY'VE HAD, THEY ARE UP 7 TO 9 PERCENTAGE POINTS MORE more on mergers and acquisitions league tables than any one of their rivals. So, for him to be that prepared for a year ahead when this year ended up not being so bad, it's a really interesting thing to hear them say that we're going to prepare for the worst and take it from there.
0: Shanali, wonderful work as always, and looking forward to your conversation with Mr. Moynihan a little bit later. Shanali, thank you. To Shanali's point, of course, not all banks on Wall Street created equally, but look at the performance year to Goldman down just let's call it 3%. Bank of America down more than 22%, Morgan Stanley down about 8.5%, City down by 24%, JP Morgan down by a little more than 17%. We'll catch up with Shanali again a little bit later. I want to talk about these layoffs. We've discussed briefly maybe the end of the talent war on Wall Street. It's not just Wall Street and it's not just tech that is facing maybe a little bit of difficulty. This from the Wall Street Journal, reporting the following: In the last twenty-four hours, PepsiCo is laying off workers at the headquarters of its North American snacks and beverages divisions. Hundreds of jobs will be eliminated. Back with us, Jim Bianco, Megan Green. Megan, I'd love your thought on this. To what extent is this labor market rebalancing in America? How far along are we?
2: Unfortunately, I think we have a ways to go in terms of rebalancing. I. Th- spend a lot of time presenting to and talking to CFOs of corporates um, mostly non-financial corporates. And the number one complaint they have is that they just can't find talent and they can't find talent globally either which suggests that even if you have some layoffs in the U.S. that's not going to address the the imbalances in the labor market where you just can't find the skills that you need um, for certain jobs. The low wage low hour services jobs. Um, might balance a little bit better. uh, But overall, I think we have a a skills mismatch in the U.S. economy that's going to be severe for a while. The labor market will have to deteriorate much more uh, before we see that uh, addressed.
0: Jim Bianco, your take on this.
5: Yeah, I I agree with Megan that the, the labor market, the problem with the labor market for Wall Street is, is that it's not falling apart. Last week we got the November payroll report and it was the eighth time in a row that we've beaten the consensus. That's the longest streak that we've seen since we started measuring the consensus in the mid 1990s. The JOLTS report says that there's 10 million open jobs for 6 million unemployed workers. I know we focus a lot on layoffs because those are headline grabbing and those are very gut-wrenching and emotional, but the fact of the matter is is that most employers seem to be trying to hoard labor or at least trying to hire more than people are laying off. Now, of course, the other thing about the layoffs is is that they tend to be at least the headlines are more focused in tech. I understand PepsiCo and some other companies are are also doing it. And that grabs a lot of headlines as well. So, Overall, no, the labor market is not showing any signs of deterioration, at least not yet.
0: Uh, Jim, you've picked up on the right theme, I think. It's a phrase we've used a few times on this program. It's not mine. I wish I remember where I got it from. But you can't fire what you couldn't hire. Uh, Jim, and I just wonder from your perspective how different the character of a potential downturn would be with that in mind.
5: Yeah, I think that at least before we start to see, you know, widespread sell-offs or excuse me, uh, layoffs in the labor market. We'd have to see the JOLTS report at least show that we're not still looking for 10 million uh, openings. We still don't have 10 million openings while we're trying to lay people off. That number will have to at least come down come down quite a bit. Once all the openings go away, then you could start talking about the labor market deteriorating. But that's not going to happen in one or two months at at the number of openings that we have. And you're right. Most people are afraid to get rid of workers because they're afraid that if the economy turns higher, they're not going to be able to get them back.
0: Megan, what's your take on that one?
2: Yeah. So I think Jim is right to, to uh, highlight labor hoarding. I think there is some degree of that going on. And we, we don't really have a good handle on how much uh, it was so hard to find people to hire before that even in the face of a downturn companies are, are hanging on to them because they don't want to lay them off and then have to go through that process all over again. But the narrative that Jim is telling is the one that the Fed is peddling that uh, you know we won't see a deterioration in the labor market or we needn't see one because we can just go ahead uh, hike rates tighten policy lean against demand and and that will whittle down the job openings. As you well know uh, Larry Summers and Olivier Blanchard have looked at the data and their their line is that that's a great theory. It's just literally never happened in real life. And so I don't think we're going to see all these openings disappear. and, And maybe that could be a huge buffer for the labor market. I do think we're, we're going to see more openings disappear. But unemployment is going to start ticking up uh, before those job openings are really gone.
0: And Megan, what kind of number do you think we have to prepare for? How high do you think unemployment could potentially go through next year?
2: Yeah, so I think unemployment uh, will probably have to go above 5 percent, which is a, a pretty big increase from where we are now. We're at 3.7 percent now. And in percentage points. That's not much in terms of, you know, the impact on actual people. That's really significant. So I think we are going to see a a pretty significant deterioration of the labor market. It's just going to take a while again because, you know, there's so much cash in the economy. If companies are sitting on this big cash cushion, uh, they're going to need to burn through it before they really feel like they're going to let people go again because of labor hoarding as well
0: Megan, this was brilliant as always. The fantastic Megan GREEN alongside the brilliant Jim Bianco to the two of you. Thank you. Equities right now still unchanged on the S&P 500. Coming up on the program, why the airline industry is set to achieve its first post-pandemic profit next year, and on the bond market, Eric Nelson of Wells Fargo says 10-year yields are quote simply too low. That conversation still ahead. Minutes away from the opening bound. Bit of a snooze this Tuesday morning, I've got to admit. Equities totally unchanged on the SP. And on the Nasdaq. That's the price action. Here's three morning calls for you. First up, Oppenheimer upgrading GE to outperform, highlighting the company's strengthening aviation business. Your second call from Morgan Stanley upgrading JP Morgan to overweight from underweight, saying the lender is typically more resilient than its peers during downturns. And finally, Deutsche Bank downgrading General Mills to hold $88 price target, seeing a more balanced risk reward following the stock's recent performance. That stock is down just seven tenths of 1%. Coming up, the airline industry expecting a return to profitability next year. Plus, Eric Nelson of Wells Fargo discussing why he thinks ten-year yields are simply too low. That conversation with the opening bell up next. Twenty-four seconds away from the opening bell this morning. Good morning. Yesterday, biggest one-day loss on the S and 500 in about a month. The data coming in hot. Friday it was payrolls, yesterday it was the ISM services indicator, this morning equities just about unchanged if you're looking at futures we're down a tenth of 1% on the S&P, on the Nasdaq We're down not even a tenth. There's the opening bell, switch up the board and get to the bond market. The last 24 hours, twos versus tens, negative 80 something basis points. We'll get to that in a moment. Your ten-year this morning, 357.16 on a US ten-year in the FX market. Euro dollar had a little look at 106 in yesterday's session, got close, then backed away. Dollar strength off the back of that ISM read. Euro dollar this morning, up by a little more than a tenth of one 10504 And crude down eight tenths of one percent, 76 dollars and about 33 cents. Despite more signs that China is inching away from COVID-zero, I want to be very specific about what China is doing at the moment before we jump to conclusions about a wholesale shift from COVID-zero. This week has been incremental, just small steps away from testing requirements. Started in Shanghai at the start of the week. This morning, the latest Beijing to back away from some of those testing requirements. The story will stay on top of for you. About a minute into the session, equities lined up as follows on the s p 500, down not even a tenth on the Nasdaq. Totally unchanged. One stock to watch at the open PepsiCo. The Wall Street Journal reporting that the company is planning to cut hundreds of workers from its North American snacks. And beverage divisions. That stock is up by about a half of 1%. Abby has more. Morning, Abby. Good
4: morning, John. And well, this is a real sign of the times. We now have mass layoffs stretching beyond media and technology, as you, did, Jim Bianco, and Megan Green were just talking about uh, these hundreds of layoffs at the corporate level for PepsiCo. So let's go into the details just a little bit more. And it's also a sign of the times that the stock is up. This is one stock that's up on the year, more than 5%. Investors cheering this move a little bit today, cost cutting profit margin maintaining move. The memo said that layoffs are meant to simplify the organization so we can operate more efficiently. It really targets the headquarters for beverages and snacks basically three areas Purchase, New York uh, Chicago and Plano Texas for a company that has 309000 employees worldwide. We can probably presume that these uh, employees are those with much higher uh, salaries now relative to why they're making these layoffs. They did put up a good third quarter revenues grew strongly, but it wasn't because of volume growth. It was because of Passing along price increases to the consumer. In fact, this year, John, there's basically a 10% or greater spread for that fourth quarter, uh, more than 17% spread between uh, what the volume growth was and the prices uh, that the revenue that uh, they brought in, really suggesting that consumers are paying for it all. Another piece of the proof OF that their net income has been preserved. The low, marter, low water mark right now uh, over the last several quarters, uh, 4% back in fourth quarter of last year. But right now, 7%. They're looking at for uh, this upcoming couple of quarters into 2023. So it seems very clear, and they made this clear on the third quarter call that they're willing to defend their profits at any cost by uh, passing along costs and again making these layoffs. It seems that many, many companies are doing this in these uncertain times, John.
0: Abby, thank you. I think we're all asking who's next, just these very small cracks. Appearing, and I think when it comes to PepsiCo, that's a very, very small crack. Could things get better for one particular sector, the airlines, facing mixed fortunes in 22, could be about to see their first post-pandemic profit next year. The International Air Transport Association saying the following: as we look to 23, the financial recovery will take shape with a first industry profit since 2019. That is a great achievement considering the scale of the financial and economic damage caused by Government-imposed pandemic restrictions. Morgan Stanley expressing their own optimism, saying 2023 could be a Goldilocks year for air travel. Kelly Lines has more. Hey, Kayleigh.
8: Yeah, John, next year may be shaping up to be a great year for the airlines, $4.7 billion in net income is what IATA is estimating here. And yes, that is less than a fifth of the profit level seen in 2019. But still, it is a profit, as you say, would be the first post-pandemic. And that's a really welcome development after the industry collectively has lost close to $190 billion over the last several years of disruption. That said, it's not going to be a consistent picture everywhere. Asia is still expected to suffer a point. $1.6 $1. $6 billion deficit, even assuming that China begins to reopen to international traffic in the second half. On the more positive side, though, Ayata expects that North American carriers will wrap up, rack up about $11.4 billion in earnings. And as you said, that positivity reflected on the sell side as well. Morgan Stanley talking about Goldilocks after what it called years of the market being too hot were too cold. And we know that to get through those cold times, airlines had to borrow a lot of money. Their debt burden burden soaring during COVID. The long-term debt among the five largest carriers rose from 58.7 billion to 120.8 billion since the end of 2019. That is up 105 percent. And of course, we know what's happened to interest rates over the course of the last several years. So the point is the airlines really could use uh, more money to pay down that debt. And travelers look like they're helping make that Happen. If you look at the TSA passenger count levels, they are back up to near pre-pandemic levels. On average right now, about 2.2 million per day. So the skies are getting more crowded, and that seems to be a good thing. For this sector,
0: John. Kelly, just to be clear, Goldilocks for them and not for us.
8: Correct, because right? we're probably still going to be paying a lot for tickets.
0: I can't wait for the next 12 months to do that all over again. Katie, nice. Thank you very much. Broader equity market, five minutes into the session, looks like this. Unchanged on the SP, slightly softer, negative lower, down about a quarter of 1% on the NASDAQ. To the bond market, the headline yesterday, you saw it twos versus tens, negative more than 80 basis points. On the yield curve. And you see that this morning, twos versus tens, negative 81, your two year at the moment. Let's call it 439 on a two year, your 10 year, about 357. Eric Nelson of Wells Fargo says the US 10 year yield is simply too low. Says the following Real yields need to be higher for the Fed's policy to be sufficiently restrictive to bring down inflation. The 10 year nominal yield should trade up to 425 to 475 through early 2023. Eric joins us right now. Now, Eric, I've got to go straight there. 475, we haven't even seen that this year, and we just about saw it on a two year. Why are we going to get 475 on a 10 year anytime soon?
9: Well, John, it helps to do a bit of a gut check as to what this environment looks like versus the environment of 2018, when 10 year yields were just 25 basis points lower than they are now. You have central banks everywhere tightening very aggressively. Yes they've slowed the pace a little bit but the level of yields and rates in these central banks is so much higher than it was back in that period. Inflation compensation is simply too low. Uh, We look for some some uh, risk to the upside there. And you also have central banks reducing balance sheets doing quantitative tightening nearly everywhere in 2023. It's a very different environment than 2018. So both on the real yield side and on the inflation compensation side, we look for a significant upside in yields heading into next year. We think four percent will be more of a floor than a ceiling for the ten year yield. So let's breathe some life into this
0: conversation and start at the very, very front end, Eric, and then we can push that out out to the ten year. Eric, where is Fed funds in that world next year? Just how much upside do you think there is?
9: Well, our call, John, is for the Fed to raise rates to five and a quarter starting in the early part of next year. So 50, 50, 25 at the next three meetings and holding rates there for the entirety of 2023. So we have no rate cuts in the forecast for 2023. Uh, The labor market is stubbornly strong, as you discussed with your last guest. We certainly saw that in the earnings number last week and continued strength in payrolls. Uh, so the Fed's going to have to keep policy uncomfortably tight for an extended period, and to us, that means there's still a lot more room for upside, both in the front end and the back end, but probably more so in the back end heading into next year. Eric, can you explain the back end? So as we start with the two-year,
0: I get it. If you think Fed funds gets to 5.25 and has to stay there, the two-year's got some work to do. I think we're on board with just the logic of that. Push that out through the ten-year. Why does that lead to higher ten-year yields? And not lower yields in anticipation of the economy ultimately rolling over.
9: This is a different regime, John, than we've seen in the past. It's very possible that the Fed does cut rates, maybe not necessarily next year, but in 2024 and beyond. But the odds they cut rates back to zero is very low. So the floor for rates, let's say three, four, five years out, is much higher than it would have been in past cycles. And that really comes back to this idea of continued supply shocks, stubbornly high structural inflation. So we see it both in terms of the actual level of policy rates further out the curve in real terms, but also in terms of inflation compensation. That's still, from our perspective, just too low given the inflation risks are still skewed to the upside over the next five to 10 years. So are you looking for dollar strength to kick back in? Absolutely, John. I personally would not be want to be one selling the U.S. dollar aggressively into a global recession. Uh, to me, that doesn't seem like the right trade, despite valuation being at uh, you know 40, 50 fifty-year highs. So, what do you want to buy the U.S. dollar against? Well, probably the the British pound, uh, and, and certainly some of the uh, the, the commodity currencies um, heading into next year. Yes, commodities could stay stubbornly high, but. The debt and housing risks in some of these economies is just is just too substantial to ignore. Can you get the euro call in the mix as well on
0: Europe? You say, "quote the energy crisis remains seriously underpriced." Eric, underpriced this year, or underpriced going into next winter?
9: I'd say really just into uh, the next three to six months or so. Uh, we've certainly been uh, on, on the wrong side of this call. I'll, I'll admit the past few weeks. I think China's reopening. Has caught us a little bit off guard as being a driver of dollar weakness. But we do think dollar strength will reassert itself and we'll be back trading near parity within the next three months.
0: Well, Eric, you're not alone. A lot of people have been caught offside there. And the difficulty with 2022 is not just making a dollar call, it's calling the other side of the currency pair. Because sterling was about this policy issue in the UK, Europe was about the energy crisis, China was about COVID zero, Bank of Japan had its head in the sand, so we had this yen specific issue as well. Eric, your call on that stronger dollar. How does the China reopening story line up against that?
9: Well, it's it's a question of how much legs and how much impact it has on on global growth. Our concern is that you know there's there's some short covering to happen here um, and some some short-term uh, you know cyclical dynamic that's happening in China. The question is how much is that going to feed through and continue into 2023. You still have a very Significant overhang of debt in the property sector in China, and I'm not sure that the the little fiscal stimulus we've had from China will be enough to propel a really significant boost in Chinese growth heading into next year. And will we see a stop-start reopening effort like we did in
0: the West over the last couple of years, Eric? It's going to be fascinating in the next 12 months. Appreciate your calls, buddy. We'll catch up soon. Euro dollar right now 105. They're looking for the dollar trade to reload, more dollar strength. Looking for Treasury yields to kick higher. A TWO YEAR TO DO A LOT MORE WORK, A TEN YEAR WITH A FLOOR OF FOUR PERCENT, DID HE SAY? WE'RE GOING TO TALK ABOUT THESE CALLS THROUGH THE WEEK. COMING UP ON THIS PROGRAM, APPLE'S TIM COOK JOINING PRESIDENT BIDEN TO PROMOTE U.S. MANUFACTURING. INSIDE THAT IPHONE, BUT ALSO IMPORTANTLY INSIDE MILITARY
10: APPLICATIONS, INSIDE OUR MOST ADVANCED COMPUTING APPLICATIONS ARE THESE LEADING-EDGE SEMICONDUCTORS. TSMC'S ANNOUNCEMENT TODAY SIGNALS THE BEGINNING OF
0: BUILDING OUT THAT AMERICAN SUPPLY CHAIN. More on that announcement next.
8: This is Bloomberg's The Open. I'm Lisa Mateo, live in the principal room. Coming up, Seth Bernstein, president and CEO of Alliance Bernstein. That conversation, 11 a.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. in London. This is Bloomberg. <laughs>
6: Making these chips in America is going to help lower the cost for families looking to buy a car, car, to replace your washing machine, get a new cell phone. It also helps companies outcompete the rest of the world. And I've got, heard from Xi Jinping that he's a little concerned about that.
0: That was the president of the United States back in October. That big effort picking up today. The Apple CEO Tim Cook and AMD's Lisa Sue, alongside President Biden, in Arizona for an event at Taiwan Semi, the chipmaker unveiling its new 40 billion dollar manufacturing plan, one of the largest foreign investments in U.S. history.
10: Today is uh, a big milestone for the country for economic and national security reasons. Inside that iPhone, but also importantly inside military applications, inside our most advanced computing applications, are these leading edge semiconductors. And today, we produce none of them in the United States. TSMC's announcement today signals the beginning
0: of building out that American supply chain. Team coverage begins right now with Bloomberg's AMH down in D.C., at Ludlow on the West Coast. AMH, first to you. Just how significant is this event today?
11: Well, Jonathan, it's a huge deal for the Biden administration. They tried effortlessly, constantly over the course of the year to get this CHIPS Act passed. TSMC would be a huge component of this and also the fact that they have constantly talked about two things they really wanted to shore up when it comes to competition with China. One is the economy, bringing jobs back to the United States, making sure manufacturing is in the United States. So there's an economic play to this. They do not want to see a repeat of what we saw over the past two years, which is these kinks in the supply chain. And then the second, of course, is national security. China obviously growing more aggressive over Taiwan. That's where all the chips are. And the fact that you will hear from officials Time and time again, that China invests billions when it comes to semiconductors and manufacturing, and the United States barely invests anything. So it's a huge moment for the administration. And then there's a little bit of politics, of course, because it's in Arizona, a state that the president carried that helped to make it to the White House, and one that Jonathan, he will certainly need in 2024, which Ron Klein last night kind of teed up for the president. Going
0: to come back to you on that in just a moment. Sit tight. The politics of this ad, let's pause on that. Tim Cook navigating DC like nobody else in corporate America. Yeah. At how many people went and did tours like this with a former president and get to do them with the current president too?
10: Yeah, fewer. I mean, this is a classic Tim Cook playbook though. We've reported a lot about what he wants to achieve in DC. He, you know, visits the center of power at any given moment. This Event in, in Arizona and, and the eventual output that comes from the TSMC plants is not a cure all for Apple, right? The production issues they're having to China don't relate to semiconductors. The size and scope is also really important. You know, Apple was pushing for this, they want chips that are made in Arizona. But the combined output of two plants across the $40 billion investment is about 600,000 wafers annually by 2026 or from 2026 onwards for contacts that was that's about 4% of TSMC's global output. So while this is a big move for onshoring the supply chain, uh, it is it is mi- mi- minuscule, frankly, compared to the output that uh, TSMC has out I think what the sell side's latching onto is that this does go some way to de risking the supply chain, particularly for names like Apple. Um, you know, and Apple, actually, things are improving, John. I think the stock's down about uh, half a percentage point. The good news coming out overnight is that. The rate of uh, production seems to be improving, wait times decreasing, and I, you know, this brings a smile, John, at this time of year. UBS analyst David Voigt writing, if the rate of improvement continues in the U.S., it will be possible for consumers to receive a brand new iPhone 14 Pro or Pro Max in time for Christmas. But again, those issues in China <laughs> are not solved by what's happening in Arizona today, although it is something that Apple's pushed for.
0: Just a little bit of personal bias here, Red sound like someone waiting for a phone i just want to squeeze this in build on the yeah. onshoring theme of this the journal in the last couple of days reporting that apple has quote accelerated plans to shift some of its production yeah. outside china can you just put all these little steps together for this company
10: yeah, they, they're de-risking long-term across the map. 80% of this pro output is done in Zhengzhou, iPhone City. We know that we've that Apple was looking at India and Vietnam. What we're hearing and what the journal reported, we've now reported as well, is that Apple is going to its suppliers and saying, "Hurry up, speed up the process." of how we can produce these products, iPhone, iPad, away from China, so that in the future, if something else like COVID happens again, uh, which none of us want, then they have the ability to be less impacted on the
0: production side. Final word goes to AMH. It often does. Amory, you wanted to go there, so let's go there. The White House chief <laughs> of staff, Ron Klein. Here's the quote from him. The president will make that decision. I expect it shortly after the holiday. I expect the decision will be to do it. Walk us through the decision for 2024.
11: Well, I think Ron Klain basically just said it without exactly saying it. I don't know how much more direct you can make it, but the president clearly was with his family in Nantucket for Thanksgiving. He's going to be with them in Christmas. He talks about a lot of this in the past. How this is a family decision, especially his wife, the First Lady, Dr. Jill Biden. And this is about whether or not he's going to run for 2024. But Ron Klain basically said he is. And you can expect that decision um, after the holidays and the new year. John, this really all comes down to, of course, he wanted to be potentially a transitional uh, leader of the party. But right now, you have the former president already saying he is going to be running. That's Donald Trump for the Republican ticket. And Biden really believes that he's the individual in his party who could beat him he has proven he was. And also, the midterm elections really bode well for Biden's favor, even though there's lots of whispers, obviously, about the fact that he is uh, the oldest U.S. president we've had in history. And he recently turned 80.
0: Amory, great work as always. AMH down in Washington, Ed Ludo on the West Coast. Much more from Ed throughout the day. A little bit later, in about an hour or so from now, Shanani Baxlett's going to catch up with the Bank of America CEO. Brian Moynihan. He was just speaking at a Goldman conference and he said the following just a little bit of colour on where he thinks the consumer is and where it's heading, and a bit of colour on the bank as well. So let me share some of that with you. He said this on the consumer they're still spending more now than a year ago, but the rate of growth in spending is starting to slow. Deposit balances are starting to come down. We heard that from Megan Green a little bit earlier on this morning. This is what he had to say about the bank. We're taking out expenses and reshaping the head count. I imagine Shenali's gonna push him on that a little bit later. So Brian Moynihan, the Bank of America CEO coming up with Shanali Basek, ten forty five Eastern time. We'll carry that right here. On Bloomberg TV, I want to get you some sector price action on this equity market. About 21 minutes into the session, is Abby.
4: Well, John, we are looking at a fourth down day in a row for the S&P 500, uh, the longest losing streak in more than a month. Right now, that S&P 500 down about four tenths of one percent, but we have uh, about an equal amount, uh, just slightly tilted to the downside, because of course there's 11 sectors, but it's defense on top. Utilities are there, real estate, staples, plus materials, not small uh, or relatively small gains to the downside dragging the most tech discretionary and services. Those are of course the mega cap tech sectors. Let's dive in on the banks though given uh, some of the comments that are coming out. So right now with yields down overall we have the uh, KBW Bank Index down 1 percent. JP Morgan though is the one bank that is trading higher at this point of this of course has to do with that double upgrade that you were talking about earlier over at Morgan Stanley. So an outlier the rest of the banking sector uh, is down at this point with yields.
0: John. It's a snoozy morning so far Abby thank you This time next week it won't be We're a week away from CPI in America Do you want a sneak peek at the estimates so far in our survey I'll bring them to you month over month so this is headline month on month We're looking for 0.3% that would be a drop down just a step down from 0.4% in the previous month core month on month 0.3 in line with the previous month of 0.3 if you would like the headline year over year numbers we're looking for that number to come down from 7.7% in our survey the median estimate is 7.3 for core from 6.3 looking for a move down to 6.1 cpi a week away then the federal reserve decision a week tomorrow coming up I'll bring you the trading diary live from new york this is bloomberg Four day losing streak on the SP, longest losing streak since the start of November on the SP 500. Over that period, not a monster move, down about 2.4%. Right now, getting at about a half a percent move lower on the NASDAQ, we're down about eight tenths of 1%. That's the equity story. Here's the bond market price action. Twos, tens, and thirties look like this. Just briefly, your two year, ten year going nowhere, really. Two year down a basis point. 4:37, 47. Let's get you the trading diary just briefly. Coming up, the Senate runoff election underway in Georgia. President Biden, Tim Cook of Apple promoting chip manufacturing in the U.S. at 4 Eastern. Look out for that. Look out for this. China's President Xi in Riyadh for a summit with Saudi leaders on Wednesday. Another round of claims coming up on Thursday. And finally, U.S. PPI and the UMich Consumer Sentiment Survey to close out the week on Friday from New York City. That closes things out for me. Have a fantastic. Day ahead of you. Good luck for the trading day from New York City. This was the Countdown to the Open. This is Bloomberg.
3: You already know Jared is the place to find that perfect piece of stunning jewelry. But Jared is also the perfect place to service and repair your existing jewelry. With highly skilled bench jewelers in our stores, we offer on-site repair services for your jewelry six days a week, whether you bought it from us or not. From chain repairs to ring sizing, or reimagining a piece you no longer wear into something you'll love again,
1: you dream it, we'll create it. Visit Jared today and see what we can do for you. Jared, love brilliantly. Jared is the
3: place to find that perfect piece of stunning jewelry. But it's also the perfect place to service and repair your existing jewelry. We offer on-site repair services for your jewelry, whether you bought it from us or not. Visit Jared today and see what we can do for you.
8: Welcome to Honestly Though, a podcast where you get a peek into what it's like to
12: eavesdrop on conversations in the girls' bathroom. We're challenging social norms through real, raw, and risque discussions. So Honestly Though, enjoy the episode.
13: Hey Honesties, welcome back to another episode. I'm
12: your girl Zena. I'm Symphony. And we got a special guest today, y'all. In the building. (laughs)
14: I am the Yoshi Rose lifestyle content creator on Instagram. If you guys want to check me out. Yes,
13: ma'am. Okay. And, uh, before you do anything else, make sure you subscribe to our channel. Mm -hmm. Why am I talking like this? Um, (laughs) press that button. You know, if you like what you see, (laughs) Today and every other day let's do that notification bell all that
12: ding oh
13: also we are mo- removing our episodes to re- being released on wednesdays you know we we did the little friday thing we did we tried different days of the week but like hum days just work like <laughs> you're like right in the middle of the week <laughs> give you something to the stress so yeah Moving forward, every episode will be released on Wednesdays. But today we're gonna read the room. And if we're reading correctly, Bree is not here because she's not feeling well. Yeah. But Feel better, Bree.
14: We missed yeah. you.
15: This well, show I must miss
13: you. Go, go on. on. Sorry.
14: <laughs> One word to describe how you're feeling. Ooh. Um excited cause I'm trying something new I've never been on a podcast before I'm going for it I said ooh you asked me to come okay I'm gonna go she was ambitious cause usually I would have been like mm. I don't know about that. I am to sit that out, but I was like, I'm going for it. I like so that. So brave, actually. Yes. Oh, yeah. Ooh.
13: I
12: like that.
13: How you feeling, <laughs> Sim?
12: Oh, better than last time. <laughs> I am less overwhelmed. <laughs>
13: she gonna pass it on
12: to me. <laughs> I found a home, y'all. I oh. found a home. <laughs> So you happy? Yes. <laughs> Relieved. Relieved. Yes. Relieved. Mm-hmm. Relieved until December 4th when I have to find another home and then we'll be back.
14: <laughs> she ain't going to be the open the cup no time <laughs> soon, okay?
12: She home hopping.
13: <laughs> <in>. oh, <laughs> How do I feel? I got overwhelmed today. I'll be very honest with y'all. I'm mm-hmm. traveling in a couple of days and I do everything last minute. So I haven't done anything. So yeah, that's where I'm at. Um that's real that's what yeah you know all right we're gonna get into our eyes <laughs> breakers i'm just gonna go straight for it <laughs> what is one annoying
14: trait of yours oh um you know we all be thinking we're perfect but <laughs> 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 um annoying trait that's of me. mine <laughs> I'm all over the place. Like I'm always doing something. Like I'd be so excited about one thing, and then the next day I'm like, mm, I'm on to the next one. So I know, like, whoever with me be like, "Bitch, make up your mind." Oh, <laughs> mm. Like you were so excited about this, and now you're on to the next thing. Like you're mad. That's probably could come off as like, mm, you're be not. Decisive. Yeah, yeah. So that could be annoying. I can see that. I can see how that's annoying. Ooh, what <laughs>
2: you seena?
13: Um, I talk too much sometimes and (laughs) I don't take a lot of things seriously and I'm sarcastic as fuck. So yeah, it's definitely annoying. If you don't know me and like you're trying to get to know my personality, you just think like I'm picking up, uh, uh, I'm picking at stuff, but I'm like, I'm actually being sarcastic. Like I'm actually joking. So yeah, (laughs) God bless the man who. Decide to date me.
12: Mm-hmm.
13: <laughs> it could Amen. give shady.
12: It can definitely get shady too. Yes. We're giving you a dowry. Oh no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's how you
13: feel. Okay. <laughs> okay.
12: Well then. Sorry, <laughs> him. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would have to agree with Miyoshi on that. I am a little indecisive. You ask me something, where you want to go? I don't know. I don't know. I'm down for anything. I don't know. You have to pick something. I don't know. There's so many options. I don't know. Like, yeah, uh... so many options. and Libra. Listen. Or Gemini. Oh, that's Jesus. what I am. Oh! <laughs> giving that's Air funny. sign. That's
9: Lord.
13: my moon. So I'd be like. You know, Mm -hmm. I don't know if they know about the big three, but do some research. Oh, sorry, (laughs) y'all. I'm
14: not even going to go into that on y'all. Sorry.
12: I need a whole anchor. Like, (laughs) Lord.
13: (laughs) Okay, well, music might anchor you. If one artist had to go out of these three, who would it be? Mm. Burn a Boy, Lucky Day,
14: or Mm. Give Me On? why would you yeah. do that that's a hard one right that's what i do <laughs> <laughs> um all right i'm oh god i'm so sorry it's gonna have to, it's gonna have to be burner boy y'all beloved Boy. i'm, a Damn, I'm an r&b girl I'm, 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 i love being in my feelings i love crying so Aww. i'm a, it's gonna happen but i love burner boy too like he's like He's like my hype. He still give me r and V vibes sometimes because he still mm-hmm. puts you in your feelings like that. Cryo, Like, yes. So- <laughs> she just eat bo and shy, yo. Yes. <laughs> I need a big bo and shy hoes. That's
12: what I mean. Okay. No, no hoes. shy hoes. You want a shy hose? I got two
13: of those I'm going or to vacation with. No, my friends, though. You no, know, I like hoes, but the shy am
12: a hoe from Chicago. Or yeah, actual shy. I don't do the shy time. Oh, uh-huh. Well,
13: uh-huh. she don't go that way. I will <laughs>
12: so
13: be faking,
14: so I was like, no.
13: That's all <laughs> I'm saying. The big boat with shy hoes.
12: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sip, who gotta go for you? Mm, I would say Gibeon. and I know, I know, I know, because the voice. I know, pearl. but. <laughs> You know, I like I like Lucky Day. I love Lucky Day. Like I I love his music. He's he's great, okay? Okay. He gives me like a little prince vibe, but like he can he can like sing though. Mm -hmm. Like he can he can sing. And then Burner Boy, I like a little international. Like I like, you know. Well he does like Afrofusion. That's what he calls his genre. So Mm -hmm. I wanna I like to mix it up a little bit.
13: Well, you're going to hate me because it's Lucky Day for me. Oh, that's crazy,
12: though. Honestly, though, (laughs) I've never listened
13: to one of his songs. Yeah, you you would fall in love with his music. You would love him. And I know, like, his stuff is dope based on what I see on social media and what I hear. I mean, look at you guys' reaction. But, like... (laughs) I'm not musically
14: inclined. Y'all know that. (laughs) I mean, me either. I really don't listen to new releases, nothing. Like, people have to put me on. I'd be like, no, I don't know. I didn't listen to the album, no. I'm rap inclined when it comes to R&B.
13: Yeah, I'm just like, oh, this sounds good. Okay, let me run it back 10 times (laughs) to see if I really like it. (laughs) Would you rather be (laughs) a friends with benefit or a sneaky link? (laughs)
14: <laughs> um.
12: Crazy out here.
14: <laughs> I'm trying to see what my pride would allow. Um, because <laughs> both of them is low Um, knowing what I know now, <laughs> I'm a true sneaky leg. Ooh. I'm gonna choose link, yeah. Because I know what I'm getting into. You're not going to play in my face. Mm. Yeah. Friends with Benefits, they be playing in your face. so I'm going to come back to you on that. Yeah, worry. I'm like, I got a question.
13: <laughs> what? <laughs> Which would you choose?
12: Ah... Uh... See, I was going to say friends with benefits because I'm assuming y'all had a discussion because y'all were friends and yeah. then you're like, okay, we're going to do things with each other and then you are going to keep it there. So I would assume there's rules. Mm-hmm. Rather a sneaky link, you kind of just like, there's no, I mean, I guess there's some sort of rules, but like you just going at maybe at night, whenever y'all go <laughs> meeting up, and like that's it i don't know no i'm I right there with you right because i feel like friends with benefits at least we're friends
13: like mm-hmm. we can have a conversation we can hang out if we want to outside of the bedroom it's like a sneaky link it's like don't be like i'm my vagina no um it's <laughs> <What>? like <laughs> it's a sneaky link <laughs> like no one knows like uh-huh. um i'm gonna need people to know you know that you fuck with me uh uh, At least in the friendly
14: way. Yeah. <laughs> we, yeah, in that way. In that way, yeah. But sometimes it'd be quotation mark friends. Mm.
13: So, Uh-oh. So you said it was a scam. Because this is go all go she got on
12: the podcast. Let's Let me tell y'all.
13: y'all. Let me
12: put you on black. about to get spicy. <laughs> mm.
13: Put your disclaimers out right now. Because... <laughs>
12: She talking about you? No, 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 no. no, no. Oh. <laughs> I am talking about no one. This is hypothetical, baby. All
14: hypothetical. Um, allegedly. Disclaimer. <laughs> See, easy.
13: So we posted this clip that we did with Wolf. talking about friends with benefits, like the definition and so forth. And she was like, "Friends with benefits is a scam." Give me the mic. <laughs> <laughs> That's said, "Baby, whenever you want." So you know, she had a story. <laughs> Story time. Expound oh. on why you chose the sneaky link over the FWB. Ooh, um, based on
14: your experience. Yeah. Well, all right. So me personally, right, um, <laughs> y'all. I be in my feelings a lot, so mm-hmm. it's like once I be around you, and we start forming a connection,
12: I be like, I love you. Oh, how long
14: that take? Oh. <laughs> how long? <laughs>
12: Once it goes in. <laughs> said, right away. <laughs> Get that love bull i like, was looking at your eyes in the moment. I
14: love you.
12: Oh, yes. Man. She's also the five
14: But, yeah, so, like, I feel like a sneaky link is kind of, like, I don't want to spend time with who I'm having sex with. Like, a friend would benefit. If you're not
13: in a relationship
14: with mm-hmm. them. Yeah. Mm. Like, I don't want to spend time with you because... It, if I'm not spending time with you, I'm able to detach easier. Like, I'm able to be like, all right. Like, and don't be texting me all the time. Nothing. <laughs> like, I'm one of those. Like, it needs to be this or that. Because I'm all in No middle ground All or, or nothing. nothing.
12: Yeah. Oh, okay. Do you tell them this beforehand? The sneaky link? Or the... I mean... The friends with benefits. Did y'all have a discussion before? Be like... Or did you find out yeah. you get attached easily yeah I found experience.
14: out I ah, found out it I was see. like a shocker to me I was mm-hmm.
12: like
14: oh. but it was it was. we was already in it so I was just like uh, this is happening and now it's like and now I'm in
13: love and we're just having fun Yeah, so, so. So I'm
12: her <laughs> <laughs> did you see him with other people or did you get a vibe that he might have been like you know um
14: no no other people but it's just like um when people have their mindset they have their mindset they like look we friends with benefits baby Mm -hmm. i don't know what you talk about with that feeling
12: Mm -hmm. (laughs) what's that feelings over
14: here (laughs) (laughs) but i'm the type where i'm like i want to make you love me like (laughs) Oh <laughs> Lord girl I can't accept the <laughs> fact that you don't love me like, like why not me I don't you
12: understand here. like
14: you're yeah. gonna love me. <laughs> One of those creams, okay. yeah. It's giving mm.
12: psycho, mm.
14: it's giving Sagittarius. Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, that's what it's giving. Yeah, they call us
13: terrorists for No, me, well, thank you for being honest and transparent mm-hmm, about yeah. that because also I need to know why because she has to get something off her chest. <laughs> <laughs> but you did, the very- Yeah,
14: young. I feel like anyway. it's a scam, y'all. I feel like that Friends with Benefits is a scam. Like, I mean, with a lot of men, they'd be like, oh, I could have sex without detachment. But it's like, at the same time, if you're a dope girl and they love your energy, mm-hmm. they're going to use that energy. Like, they're not, they're going to be like, okay, yeah, we're friends and I love your energy, but they don't, they're not considering where, like- they're thinking about, "Okay, I love your energy." Hold on, and before you, love. hold on, I'm gonna cut you off real quick. Look at the camera, baby. Look at the camera. Oh, sorry. Hey, mean, I'm not there but God. Hey God. <laughs> um <laughs>
13: uh, Hey God. <laughs> sorry,
14: y'all. Um Hello oh, God. It's me, Mark. I be forgetting. This is my first time, y'all be patient with me. Like, um all
12: It's things. okay. <laughs>
14: <laughs> but um yeah, like they be thi- they be like um draining your energy yeah they they want to use your energy like because they enjoy you so they're just like okay we're friends so i'm gonna be around you i'm gonna talk to you all the time but they're not understanding what that's creating for you like Mm -hmm. that bond that's creating for you so it's like while you're getting attached they're like well
13: yeah we're still friends they want to like, milk the cow and not buy the cow. Yeah. That's the saying for that. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So that's <laughs> why line. I think it's a scam. Well then, let's take a deep dive. <laughs> if you're new here, reintroduce the segments again. So now we're gonna, you know, get into our main topics of discussion. Question How long do you think the date and period should last? I done set her up there we go dive in (laughs) (laughs) miss
14: I get attached easy
13: verbatim
14: um look I'm gonna contradict myself on this one because um you said reverse (laughs) because the thing about that's why they call it that's also why they call us Sagittarius because we're very like Mm, okay, I like you, but do I want to be in a relationship? No, like, I'm also that person Mm -hmm. where I'm like, okay, I want to be around you and I want to do those relationship things, but do I want to be in a relationship? No, like, the minute you start loving me, I'm... Oh, wow. So you are walking double standard, a walking contradiction. It's toxic. It's toxic, toxic. that's why. They be flighty as fuck. Oh, I would now. Because um, it's like that commitment part. It's like, oh, I don't know if I want to be with you forever, but I know I like you and I want to be with you right now. Right now. But oh,
13: not forever. Is that like so we an like air signs? No. Sagittarius are not air signs. Oh, they're fire yeah. signs. Oh. But they're like just very adventurous. They hate feeling tied down. They're like, that's like a Gemini. Oh. <laughs> Not a Gemini, are you a Gemini? Oh, wow, yeah, definitely a Libra. Yeah, (laughs) it's
14: definitely giving Libra energy. (laughs) Um, but sorry, I I bypassed the question, y'all. But, um, (laughs) um, but it could be as I'm not like. I'm not for, like, rushing the commitment. It's like, as long as I know where this is headed, Mm -hmm. I'm good. Like, you don't have to be like, oh, you need to be my girlfriend right here and right now. As long as I know where it's headed, as long as I trust where it's headed Mm -hmm. and that you're not playing in my face once again, Mm -hmm. yeah, we good. But I don't have a time limit, preferably, like, a year or so to get to know you and you know know for sure i want to because once i get in a relationship i'm yeah we locked in Mm -hmm. for
12: life forever (laughs) i'm thinking forever clink clink it's
14: given what's
13: that man's name shook my like he like is theme. in jail <laughs> so he is
12: well he locked <laughs> up forever but
13: <bro>. <laughs> how long do you think it should last him he should be in jail <laughs> hypothetically
12: speaking let's say you're saying i mean let's be serious here you dated for a while that's too, what i'm so. saying exactly so i agree with you i don't think there's like a period i think there's uh, maybe things you should look for within the dating period, like you should see how the person is when they're angry, you know, how they are when they're upset, when things don't all the, you know, go. Yep. It's not all, all happy and roses. Mm-hmm. Those are things I'm trying to look for in that period. Yep. So that might take some time because the person might be showing you a certain side of them all the time and you never see them in all those other situations. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think I don't think there's necessarily a time period. So, like, if it's three day. years,
13: for example, if it's three years, you're not gonna start thinking
14: you're playing in my face.
13: Oh Hell, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, are you, am <laughs> I just on the
12: roster?
14: Well, we going to be on the
12: same page. Like, like do you want a relationship eventual? Like, what we do? What are we doing here? Are yeah, we like, just like having fun? Yeah, because the question would then be like,
14: why? Like, we've been kicking it for three years why are we not in a relationship right now like i bet you're the relationship thing what is it about the relationship that's scaring you Mm -hmm. like you're a Um,
13: (laughs) (laughs) i would say six months the least because i've done rushed into some things and was like this is not what it was supposed to be you
12: know like, this is not given it's
13: not given what i thought it would mm-hmm. so but and i'm i'm dating to mary so at this big age of mine you know, mm-hmm. the three o, 0 i definitely want to have be able to have like difficult conversations see how you handle conflict mm-hmm. um See how you are around my child. You that's know a big one. if that's even something you wanted to take on, right? Like mm-hmm. you want to be a step Zanny, Zaddy. Let me know. <laughs> <laughs> uh anything under two months is a no. And trust me, after two months, I saw the picture of my life with you. So like. <laughs> Start
12: seeing vacations. Start seeing, oh, we could go, like, apple picking with my
13: daughter. We could do things. Yeah. But can we vacation together? Y'all know how vacations be breaking friendships. I need to know if vacations be fucking up relationships. I'm sure it does. That's my next test. I'm sure it does. It's on my 2023 bucket list. (laughs) I need a vacation. And I need to know if we gonna leave that island together. Or that country, wherever. Or am I leaving you back?
12: This is like a Netflix show.
14: Legit. (laughs) But what be happening on vacation that be breaking up people? Yo, let me tell you. Uh Oh. I mean, I don't know, but
13: I feel like vacation you let loose, right? We may have different vacationing styles. Like, Mm -hmm. I want to be Dora the Explorer. You want to nap at least five times, you know, in the daytime. Some girls don't like doing things by themselves, right? So they're nagging, like, "Baby, hey, wake out. up. Let's go. I have this plan. <laughs> Bitch, sit down. You're on vacation. Like, was just working. I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> I'm trying to relax. Like, <laughs> 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 so if you're rushing into things and you don't have these discussions prior to, mm-hmm. y'all on vacation upset, you're arguing, You're and then there's a lot of liquor involved, oh, yes. have the time. So tensions Ooh. are heightened, and your whole church is just going downhill when we're supposed to be having a merry old time. So. Mm-hmm. People really be rushing into vacation. I've you know?
12: imagined that. He might dance up on the wrong person. We drinking too much. We're like, oh, oh yes. Oh, that's <laughs> not my man. Ooh, that's not my girl. Ooh, Lord. <laughs> Especially if you're in the Caribbean. <laughs> that's like That's what I'm saying. It's very normal. That is likely to <laughs> happen. Or you don't
14: know you're not allowed to be dancing. Exactly. On somebody. That's yeah. what I'm saying. That, that happened to me one time too. Oh. With the friends of benefits or with the babe? No, with the friends with benefits. I was like, why? Uh, why? He came over and he said, "What you doing? What are you?
13: What are you doing?" I was just sit this one out. I
14: was like, yeah, we were just, <laughs> <laughs> yo. He was like, you had a choice. I was like, okay. Mm, I don't even know.
12: know. <laughs> like, oh yeah, being too friendly know. to somebody—it's it's, you know—that's my problem. That's. Mm. Man, listen.
13: And that's why she started giving them the podcast. They'd be like, "Yo, ma, she be like, I have a podcast. Here yeah. you go. <laughs> don't ask my number. That. Go watch that.
12: <laughs> watch me there. That's Get to know me there." <laughs> <laughs> don't watch me here watch me on tv there watch you go you on tv
13: no that dancing <laughs> That's... thing is big i'm big on like not doing anything behind my partner's back that i wouldn't do to their face mm-hmm. so like if i'm at a party with you and i'm not gonna dance with anyone else while you're there if you're not there oh i'm not dancing with anyone like i'm dancing with the air and my friends because <laughs> if you were standing at if you were flying the wall you had me fucked up. So, yeah, I
12: know. If he came through real quick, I'm like, what you doing? <laughs> oh, let me tell A you. A little pop-up. <laughs> uh.
14: <laughs>
12: Don't pop-up on me.
14: <laughs> Not joking. I'm going to fire her. going to find her on somebody's um, shoulders. Okay.
12: <laughs> <laughs> no. Not passa. pass
13: That's what I'm uh. saying. Oh, no. No, I'm actually, like, very, like. Up when I go out, like, mm. unless if I approach you, I'm like, Don't even look at which me, which is rare. <laughs> Why? Oh, <laughs> if I approach you, oh, yeah, man. If I approach you, I'm drunk, yeah, I'm like, I really like what I see, mm-hmm. so I'm gonna go get it.
14: If I was a man, I would not approach you. Not because, not because, like, <laughs> no, because, like, you're beautiful, but, like, you give, like, I would curse you to fuck out, or I would give you a straight ill right in front of your face. Like, <laughs>
12: mm-hmm.
14: you got know I me mean, weak because I really just be like resting, bitch face. Like, mm-mm,
12: mm, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
13: That's why I got to go get them when I want them so they know <laughs> it's real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I beg mine. Uh, <laughs> They're going to be scared, like, oh, she's coming over here. I know. They be out. Wow. And Zina be giving
12: that death stare.
13: Oh, I do? Damn, <laughs>
12: it's I her did. flirty face. <laughs> <laughs>
14: okay. Oh, <hey, laughs> she's
12: flirting and they like, oh so, my
1: God.
12: <laughs> <laughs> That's how she does it. I want <laughs> you. I want you.
14: Put me on blast.
13: What? I do that. You know your face. I don't.
1: How she be doing it?
13: I need a mirror. Show them. Yeah, Uh, let me see. Let me see.
12: How it be going. So so she she see the guy and she like him. Oh, it's a dead stare, honey. Oh,
14: stop. (laughs) But that's Sexy, the little
11: eyes. Yeah. Like,
13: <laughs> mm. <laughs> I got the
14: starety is so like, <laughs> I
13: got, so shy. <laughs> Stop this right now, right now, right abort you. this shit. <laughs> so you the, it's in the eyes person. Like, I'm yeah. telling you, in my eyes. I gotta look you up and down. Like, oh yeah, now I know what she's talking <laughs> <Maya. Hey. laughs> about. And I touch the hair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, let me not give away my. <laughs> 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 like saying random ass men think I'm trying to get at them. Say, oh. No, I was like daydreaming about right not being here. Mm. Um <laughs> I'm gonna switch gears into because you not I follow you on Insta we follow each other on Instagram yeah. and you be Ooh. posting some some real mm-hmm. some real shit. Ooh. Yeah, I'm not gonna
14: lie. I see her in the <laughs> office. Oh I see her. Um, <laughs> My boss watches man. Oh. Let me stop. knowing he doesn't. Oh. I you, saw so your boss watch. Your boss watch. It could have
12: come out because I was in
14: disbelief. But, but I did literally almost get fired from what? one of my jobs because I made a YouTube video about... I was like, oh, do I hate my job? And yeah, it was a whole situation. Like oh. I will not that's why I'm very cautious about what I be saying, what I be Oh yeah, you star. have to. Mm-hmm. You? I literally almost lost my job, but
13: well this has nothing to do with your job. Thank <laughs> God. Because I don't think about work while I'm here. I mean <laughs> <laughs> what's that? Um <laughs> Okay. So you constantly preach about like the preservation of the black family and, Ooh. you know, the black family unit. This might close that. <laughs> she got some things Uh-oh. to say. Uh-oh. So I want you to touch on that. And I also want you to touch on what are some things. Hold on.
14: How old are you? I'm 22. Okay, oh, my so in December. Yes, oh you are definitely
13: God. Gen Z, wow. right? Mm-hmm. Okay, I just had to get that out there so that I can thoroughly ask my question because I'm a journalist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> get it, girl. Agrees. <laughs> I did go to school for journalism, though. But, uh, <laughs> What are some things you would change about the women or the generation before you to enable the preservation of the black family unit? Mm. Oh, That's um, where we're going.
14: We're deep diving into that. Jesus, Jesus. Um, Yes, if y'all didn't know, y'all going to hear. If y'all going to follow me, y'all going to hear a lot about Thing I'm gonna be preaching, okay? Like it's not no light stuff all the time. Yeah, I'm jokey jokey sometimes, but like I be preaching. But yes, I'm very. I feel very strongly about preserving the black family because a lot of times we are raised in dysfunction. Um, a lot of times the kids are growing up traumatized, and it's a pattern. It's a pattern that just keeps repeating itself repeating itself and everybody is just once we become adults we start attacking each other about those traits that come about from those traumas instead of addressing where those traumas are coming from Mm. so the root of those traumas is the family the what are we being brought up in what are we seeing in our households granted I was and this is coming from just me observing because i i was brought up i didn't i wasn't brought up with a two-parent household but
13: that was my next question i love that you went there without me even having to ask that (laughs) it's like you're there's a telepathy happening and i yeah
14: i was not brought up in a two-parent household but i did see i I don't know what t- I don't know what type of child I was. I just was able to like learn and pick up very easily on okay, this is how I should behave. This is I know right from wrong just naturally. Um, but I feel like it still is very important to have that two parent household so that we know that it's possible. Our children and their and their children need to see these things. Because right now it is not prevalent. Like it may be happening, but it's not like something that we're seeing all the time. And that's a norm in our community. So, um, yeah, a lot of times we're seeing this. It's, it's, if you ask somebody about the black man and the black woman, the examples they're going to give you is very dysfunctional. Yes, my dad and my mom was arguing all the time. Yeah, my mom had my dad on mm-hmm. child support. Yeah, um, <laughs> that girl had me on child support, keeping me from my child. Just a bunch of dysfunction. And it's like, when are we going to stop? When are we going to start to really sit down and listen to each other and understand each other? I feel like the problem is we're not understanding each other and giving each other grace.
13: Wolf, you agree?
1: Man- Wolf is the manager, so. <laughs> Am I the manager? He's the manager. You are. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Like when it comes to um, just like the trauma, I I kind of hate the word trauma to be honest with you because it's always mm-hmm. something
11: that's holding us back. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's where you are getting at. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like it's like even though we do have past and we do have situations that's unfortunate let's
2: get past that in some mm-hmm. kind of way, you know? Because at the end of the day, like, healing and getting along
13: and just kind of understanding each other more so than anything mm-hmm. is way bigger than that, and we can't change the past anyway. So mm-hmm. That's a fact. Yeah. And then we trauma bond, right? So you meet someone, and it's like, damn, you had an effed up life, too? Your parents were just straight up whiling. I don't know what, what the parents did, but, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you h- grew up in dysfunction, too, and you guys, like, you have those similarities mm-hmm. so you feel like it's easy to bond it's easy to open mm-hmm. up because this person understands but then what's past that right once mm-hmm. you get that's the surface once you get to the depth of it it's like what's happening here what else do we have in common exactly. minus that trauma mm-hmm. so i fully agree that it does start in the home hmm
12: Ooh, boy. Oh, man. Those are great conversations we need to have with our parents. Like Wolf said, it's something we have to, I guess it's our job to do that because you can't really count on your parents to really change. Mm -hmm. You would hope they do and learn from maybe conversations you have with them, but that doesn't happen all the time. So it definitely starts with us, and then we can change that for our kids. If you choose to have kids or just people you come in contact with, you can have those conversations with them also.
13: Yeah. How do you feel like your life would have been different had you had grown up in a two-parent household rather than one? Um, Like if you were to, yeah, ideal two-parent household. I don't know if that makes sense.
14: I feel like maybe I would have been less likely to um, tolerate some things or maybe my I don't I never found that I had like a problem with knowing what love looks like and what it's supposed to feel like Mm -hmm. like I feel like um for some people they do have that issue with knowing what love is supposed to feel like they think it's painful they think um you know they don't they're accepting any type of love mm-hmm, not healthy love mm-hmm. you know i i've never really had that problem cuz i was fortunate for my first relationship to be a very healthy relationship um for a young age i i, I was in a relationship when i was 15 until i was 21 mm, yeah wow. or so so and that was a very healthy relationship so that actually set my standard for what i feel like i um deserve, deserve mm-hmm. and what i know love is supposed to feel like um cool. so that was yeah. fortunate for me yeah but i know a lot of people don't have that and they're not that fortunate mm-hmm. to experience that so i feel like that's what it would provide for other people but for me i don't i don't know that it would have changed much because i've i, I have my grandparents i uh, that's what oh, I'm that's forgetting, and that's what I yeah. feel like I saw. Mm-hmm. My grandparents, a healthy relationship. They never really like went behind each other's backs and overstepped one another's boundaries. It was always like, whatever discipline we're giving, <laughs> that's what you're having. Like Whatever your grandmother said, that's what we're doing. It's whatever like your grandfather team. said, yeah. that's what we're doing. It was, yes, a healthy team, and I never seen them argue. Never. And they was always on the same page, one accord. I seen healthy love. And I feel like that's kind of unconscious. I don't really even, because my grandfather passed when I was, like, younger. So it's, like, unconscious. I didn't even realize that I seen that. Mm -hmm. And that's how healthy it was. Mm -hmm. You know? So it wasn't, that's not the memory I have in my head of dysfunction. Mm -hmm. A lot of people, that's the first thing they have in their head. So. As the parents, the
13: household. Mm-hmm. For me, it was like, I don't, I haven't seen what I want, but I know what I don't want mm-hmm. based on what I've seen. Mm-hmm. And that's what my standard was. Mm-hmm. It was like, yeah, I'm not tolerating that. Do not talk to me a certain way. Do not put your hands on me. Do not like have patience, you know, because mm-hmm. that's what I feel like my parents' marriage lacked was patience mm-hmm. and just understanding. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, nah, I don't want that. Mm-mm.
14: So can I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. Because you saw that your parents' relationship lacked patience, do you think you find yourself maybe in relationships jumping the gun when you see somebody about to, like, trigger that Ooh. point in you? Take like- me to the therapy. <laughs> <laughs>
13: No, I used to I definitely was very flighty, like at the first sign of you got me fucked up, I was out the door. I would come back, but <laughs> <laughs> it was that moment it's like uh, uh-uh. yeah, rather than like speaking about it or like addressing those triggers with that person, letting them know like, hey, this is how I grew up, this is you know what triggers me so let's not do that. my first instinct was run Mm -hmm. as far as you could but then the older i got and the more like understanding i got i was like talk things out like Mm -hmm. if you're gonna be vulnerable and that was the problem i wasn't really a vulnerable person like there was always a guard i'll give you just enough i'll let you in you're 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 fully in you feel me you you're as comfortable as you could be but there's always just a little guard up Mm -hmm. and that's how I maintain control. And obviously there's a lack of vulnerability. So I'm not like giving you the depths of my soul. Like there's certain things you're not going to know. Mm-hmm. And I think once I realized like, you know, like you're either going to do this or you're not. Like stop wasting your time. Stop wasting people's time. Mm-hmm. That's when I learned like vulnerability is actually a strength and it's not a weakness. Because that's how I used to look at it. Amen. It's like, now you got one up on me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, why am I thinking like that?
14: Yeah, Amen. Yeah. Wow. I been... It
12: feels like, well, my parents used to argue all the time. And then I found in my relationship, I would also do the same thing. So I fed off of that energy. Mm-hmm. But then not even realizing where it came from. Mm-hmm. And then looking back when I was younger, like, It was very bad. So then I had to learn. Me and my partner had to have very hard conversations. And then both of us, because he grew up in a very tumultuous parental household, Mm -hmm. also. So we're both reenacting. All of the things that we saw, so we really had to have a conversation and be like, okay, this is not working. Like this is not it. Mm. We even had to take a. We even took a break from each other because it's like this is too much. Mm. So we had to grow in some areas in order to be with each other,
14: mm-hmm.
12: and grow that took sports. a while. Yes, that took a while.
14: y'all <laughs> took time yeah. to sit and understand each other. It mm-hmm. wasn't like. Well, you do this, so I'm out, mm-hmm. and we're over. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, <laughs> a lot of us we're like, a lot of us, we're like, you do this, so I'm out. It's never going to work, you know, or we're sitting there tolerating that dysfunction. Yeah. We're addressing it, but we, it's still going on. Yeah, Y'all sat and y'all understood each other and understood where it was coming from and addressed it right then and there. That is what I'm talking about. Oh, it took some time between two people. Yeah, but, and it's yeah, gonna take yeah. time. Mm-hmm, but like, mm-hmm. take time to address it and be patient with each other and say, "I know where this is coming from. Mm-hmm. I know where this is coming from, and I'm not gonna." And yes, it's your, it's your responsibility to take care of it. But I'm not going to fault you in it. Mm-hmm. I understand where it comes from. And I understand it's not your, it's not your fault. Yeah, you know, like yeah. Reach. Yeah. So
13: is that one thing you feel like the generations before you should have like practiced? I mean, you're Gen Z, we're min- millennials. millennials. Technically, yeah. we are two different generations, <laughs> right? So I never want you to go back to what comes before us, whatever it is. The boomers. <laughs> <laughs> the ones who blame everybody for everything. <laughs> everything had it the easiest, not joking. Um,
12: <laughs> Yo, I mean you're- it's a different time. <laughs> different time.
13: legit. Um, but what are like some things that you're noticing in millennials, especially like, you know, black women or just black people in general that you feel like we should work on as a collective? Ooh, um, to preserve the black family. Family. God damn, I can't get the
14: word out. <laughs> women. Um. I'm, a, I'm gonna agree with a lot of men who say femininity. Femininity? Mm-hmm. That's how you mm-hmm. pronounce it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, I noticed, I was like, yeah, a lot of us were not operating in that. And mm-hmm. I understand why we're not. That's a whole nother rabbit hole, <laughs> but it's being um, intentional and saying hey okay i just i know where this is i know i'm starting to like operate in my masculine masculinity out of out of fear and um trying to protect myself but it's also making sure you do it for the right god because some people will take advantage of cuz that's a ve- that's a very vulnerable space being f- I, I- I'm gonna play devil's advocate just for
13: a little bit. So <laughs> you pick and choose who you want to give that femininity to, no. rather than it just being a part of your aura
14: and your character and your well-being. No, I think. Uh, see, that was that was a man me. pick his mess. That was me re- responding out of uh, <laughs> protection. But like Mm -hmm. I do think we need to get to a space where that's just how we're operating. But I feel like unfortunately the world we live in, that's how we survive. (laughs) Like, so we're we're moving from survival rather than out of love. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it's like in the world we're not fortunate enough to to be in our um, feminine energy and still be able to like really get to where we we're going as a single woman but like once you get into a relationship and you're building something with somebody yes you do need to just be able to rest in that energy um just because now you trust your y'all in a partnership so y'all working towards somewhere Together, so you trust that he's going to be able to lead you. That's when you're resting in your feminine energy, and you're not com- be like being combative because, like, if you're being combative, you don't trust him to lead you. So that means y'all shouldn't really be, you know, in a relationship if you don't trust that man to lead you. So yeah, we need to be able to get to a space where we can rest in our feminine energy, and um. Just not um, attack. I mean, because they're they're also going through things. They also mm-hmm. are um, feeling the same things we felt from our um, childhoods. I just feel like we don't give them that benefit of the doubt mm-hmm. a lot, or the grace. Yeah, that to grace. Feel those yes, things. that's the perfect yeah, word.
13: Feel those things.
14: Yeah,
13: I do want to touch on a point that you mentioned. You said. Um, not word for word because I got short term memory, but (laughs) (laughs) you just said something along the lines of as a single woman, it's hard to move through the world with your femininity. Yeah. I disagree because I realized when I started moving from a place of femininity, I get everything I want. Mm -hmm. Whether that be men from men I'm dating, whether that be just from regular people on the Mm -hmm. street, it's like, they see that softness and they see that like oh my gosh she's so feminine for some reason you they just want to give you things mm-hmm. and they are just so much more attractive energy and yeah, yeah so i do have to disagree from my experience mm-hmm. with that you know when i was like moving on the defense all the time or like just don't talk to me like i'm mad at the world don't ask me the fuck why <laughs> <laughs> nothing was coming easy like Everything was a challenge. Mm -hmm. So that's my experience. Mm -hmm. You know, I do understand, like, sometimes people take advantage of that. But I do feel like if that's your natural aura and your natural being, then just let that be. Mm -hmm. I mean, don't, like, try to put up a front. Mm -hmm. Don't try to, like, act tough because you're scared. Because... What is fear? Like You make life harder for yourself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's like you're not created. I feel like we create the spaces that we're in Mm -hmm. and the people we attract. Right. So like if I'm vulnerable, I'm feminine, I'm moving from a place of love, nurturing, all those other qualities that make you feminine. I'm going to attract someone who's either who's going to respect that mm-hmm. and who's the opposite in their masculinity. Mm-hmm. You know, who wants to lead but not control, right? Who's patient but still logical, like
12: mm-hmm. all those different characteristics. Mm-hmm. So, that might come with Asian experience though. Mm-hmm. She learned that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely had to yeah. learn that. Cuz you are still young, so Maybe through time mm-hmm. you'll see that it's okay to just be in your feminine energy. Mm-hmm.
13: Yep. Okay. I love this conversation.
14: <laughs> I thought <know> the women <laughs> gonna be in the comments like, ooh, ooh.
13: That power. <laughs> we won't see. We won't see a lot of men watch our show. That's funny. Like mm-hmm. 80% of our viewers are men. And I'm curious. Ooh. Yeah. I'm very okay. curious to see the opinions on this. Conversation. Don't get me off. Nice. I think you will be all right. I think you'd be fine. You talk to your shit. <laughs> you did. Um, next segment I personalized to you, and it's called Yoshi's World. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> it gets my Mario Kart. Yo, yes. like. Literally. <laughs> so that's what's what we're diving into right now. Ooh, um, well. what is qualities in a man that would make you want to be with him and vice versa like what are like five top qualities you're like yeah you need to be mine and what are like maybe three
14: or like stay away from me okay so in my new like what I'm learning because I'm learning a lot about what I like now mm-hmm. um and I'm learning I love like a man who could like um, take control. Like I love that. Mm-hmm. I'll just Your be eyes like, light mm-hmm. up. Love <laughs> that. <control."> yes. <laughs> I, and um, it's uh, yeah like take control and just like I lead. get mm-hmm. it, it just like give me butterflies when he just be like Ooh, um, just do this or do that and I'm like Wow, I didn't think I would like that Mm because I'm very dominant, and so I thought I would be like, "Who the hell are you talking to?" But then I was like, "Ooh, I like." And it's and when I say this, this is different than when women say they need somebody to put them in their place. Ah, that's a different story for me. I don't, I don't agree with that. We had that conversation Mm -hmm. here. I don't agree with that. (laughs) Put me in my place. You should. You're an adult. You should know how to behave yourself (laughs) and not. be, Okay. I don't need to know how to behave myself, but I do need to know that you that you lead him and you gonna tell me like, you know, like I got this. Just as simple yeah, that I got this. That's attractive to me. Um I love somebody who um of course is intelligent, who can hold the conversation. I love talking. I love um debating and having like conversations about like otherworldly stuff. So mm-hmm. that just mm-hmm. turns me on. I just like, ooh, took your shit.
13: Like <laughs> <laughs> that's a
12: must.
14: <laughs> um what else? Um uh, I love somebody who pays attention. Like if you just um just notice little details and I told and to you I talk a lot too, so it's like if you just listening to every word I'm saying and you're not zoning me out. Sometimes I'm like, you heard when I said that, yes. yeah. <laughs> like I might just mm, tonight,
12: Listen, baby. Like Let's turn it up. Yeah, I'm correct. She
14: she giving y'all all the. the <laughs> mm-hmm. so. Um. Four, I love somebody funny, of course, like make me like you could laugh me out my you can make me laugh out my panties. Oh yes, like um, <laughs> <laughs> a shy home. <laughs> <You laughs> Bring it back. back. <laughs> <laughs> um, five. What else? Um, I mean four is fine uh, if you can't think of a fifth, but I think you got a fifth. I love somebody that's different, like. Like every different is um, subjective, but like, um, I love the little eyeballs because mm. <laughs> I'm because I grew up being an oddball, so people used to always tell me, "You weird, you uh," they used to call me a hippie. And I don't know what the hell that's supposed to mean. But like, it's like, you the hippie of the family. I'm like, but I've learned to love it. So now I just I, I'm attracted to people like that. I'm like, ooh, you're different. And, and I think
12: comfortable in their different Yeah. I
14: love that. Like
12: you like a guy that likes his nails um, get. Paint yeah, paint I wouldn't say that now. That. Did she say that? Like, no, I love
14: You see? You as see? long as you confident in it and a little oozy vert.
12: That's what she like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
14: Oh no, not Uzi! I'm
12: sorry, well, that's not too him far. You gone, oh. gone too far. Gone too far. Oh, that's too alt for you. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
14: because he give me he uh, for me he don't give me.
15: Like, uh, I, I
14: would uh, be like, so dude, I'm gonna be masculine and you are gonna be the feminine. Oh, oh
12: my god! No. You don't get to live in your feminine. <laughs> yeah. yeah if he's masculine i mean if he is he could JT surprise like me like a powerhouse seem like a, he seems like a powerhouse. imagine he, he is, seems though. like because i i think he is Ufie i think he's small is. but mighty yeah and he's from ah. philly so I, I think he is if he I
14: is that would be the that would be even more of a turn-on because it's just like a shock like mm-hmm. oh hold on he's a <laughs> <shy hoe. laughs> yeah, imagine he just be flipping her in the bedroom mm-hmm. and shit. <laughs>
12: Listen, Listen. she's still there.
14: (laughs) (laughs) Let us us know if you want to come on the show. Those ones, too. Mm. That's a fact. That's a different story. Mm. (laughs) Yeah.
13: Okay, so what are your three, like, hell knows
14: And Um, don't just say the
13: opposite of everything I just said. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
12: Oh.
14: I hate somebody who. Oh, dang, that's a strong word. You was ready, girl. Um, I can't stand with somebody is like, uh, cocky, just mm, like arrogant, too boastful, and yeah. just like, yeah, I'm, I'm that, like, I'm, I'm like, mm, you're not, <laughs> you're not, mm-hmm. so now you're not because you said it, <laughs> mm-hmm. but, <laughs> um, so, somebody who who's who. Who's more uh shallow um mm-hmm. they I can't really get into deep conversation with you'cause it's surface level like they some people or well, they just live on surface level conversation mm-hmm. and I'm just like. What they are we talking about? These
13: motherfuckers can't swim? That's oh, what it
14: is. What are we talking about? We're going to talk about your favorite color every day? Like, damn. <laughs> talk about your favorite color every day? <laughs> I, I know about... it's blue. God damn. <laughs> what you ate every day? Like, where's the death? Where's the substance? Come on. Like, <laughs> like ask me about my family as uh, well. I don't know. Um, don't no. that's my problem. I be wanting to get deep so quick. Like, Look, I'd be the. See, he took about. He hate the word trauma. I'd be the <laughs> random like, what's your traumas? Yeah, <laughs> let's unpack this, right? Yeah. What do you like- go to sleep crying about every night? Yeah. Like that's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what's your fears? Um. Mm-hmm. Mm, what else? Um. I'm not too judgmental, so I don't really. I I I go as a, I just like as I go. Mm-hmm. I'm like okay. I'm feeling you. I'm not too judgmental, but.
13: Thank you for showing on what you like.
14: Yeah. Those are just my main two things that I could think of right now. Okay. Because, yeah, like I said, I go with the flow, I I find out what I like as I go. Hmm.
12: So, if any other
13: question regarding your qualities.
12: Oh, yes. So, if you didn't get all the qualities you wanted in a person would you still date them yeah Say you didn't get like two out of the three or four would you still consider them an option
14: um. Yeah. Because if I'm considering long, like, it depends on which two it is. Because some mm-hmm. of them, it's like, if I'm thinking long term, I'm thinking, does this work long term? Mm-hmm. Like, it, after the butterflies are gone, after those lustful the feelings is gone, am I going to look at you like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> <laughs> like, am I going to look What's at I you thinking? like that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if it's just like petty stuff, and I'm like, oh, okay, like, I could grow to love of these things about you mm-hmm. you know as i get to know you so um yeah i could, Shoot.
12: <laughs> I could. Look, ain't no problem there we growing together
13: my final question in this segment i want to touch on imposter syndrome real quickly Ooh. because uh, I feel like a lot of people suffer from that Disclaimer: I don't know what that is. Um, I deserve everything <laughs> I get, <laughs> and that's just where I'm at. Like
14: that Leo, really? I'm a Libra. No, you said you had Leo, Leo V, yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. I know. You do that's remember?
13: Honestly, I've only learned the word like last year maybe this year because i really don't know what that is so let me just let the people know real quick what's imposter syndrome it's a psychological pattern in which people doubt their accomplishments and have a persistent often internalized fear of being exposed as a fraud why are you doubting your accomplishments i am genuinely confused and you posted about this.
12: I did. That's why it's here. Uh, <laughs> In Yoshi's world. In Yoshi's world. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is. is this that's is exactly the
14: what. Th- I just realized that. I'm like, ooh, she catching me. Mm-hmm. Uh,
12: <laughs> I'm not saying that I'm good at what I do, but oh, she's an investigator over here, honey.
14: <laughs> Yo, I'm trying to think about how Lord she had to be investigated. Like, <laughs> I went <laughs> <people laughs> to I'm telling
13: you, uh, like. There's an art. Uh,
12: Went through the archives. No.
13: I did. Yeah. I mean screenshot and shit like, ooh, putting that in her folder. <laughs> <Yeah>.
14: <laughs> in the files. <laughs> mm. She said, interesting. <laughs> I got you next time. Um I don't know. I've just been doing that. Honestly, y'all, this is a horrible thing. That's why I said, like, pay attention to the children, man. Because I've been doing this since I was a child. Like, I don't know why I do that. Like, I'm just so self-conscious. Like, I'm just, like, afraid that people are gonna look at whatever I'm doing. It's more so about other people's perspectives. Like mm-hmm. I, I'll, I'll judge myself before anybody else even gets the chance to even see it. And mm-hmm. I'm, try I'm projecting what I think they're gonna think. Mm-hmm. Like even if I may think it's okay, I'm like other people might not think this is okay. I might be feeling my head. Like it's a it's a terrible thing to have, and it's something that, yeah. I feel like I need to get out of, but I don't know where it came from. Honestly, I never was bullied. I never was. <laughs> Nobody ever spoke down on me. and know, everybody always like spoke highly of me. Actually, so you always validated. Yeah, sense. and I don't know why I invalidate myself. Hmm. I don't know. Wow. That- I don't know where it comes from,
13: and I know oh some people hate shit. that about me. Like. You think you're the shit twenty four seven? Yeah, the fuck I do. Because if I don't, who's gonna think that of me, right? And honestly speaking, I really and truly do deserve. Feel like I deserve every good thing that comes my mm-hmm. way because I know the sacrifices I've made. Mm-hmm. I've known the work I put in, mm-hmm. the sleepless nights, the praying, the manifesting, like the doing the actual work. So when I get it, who am I to say I don't deserve it or like? I'm a fraud because I'm doing this. Like, keep those projections over there on a the fucking screen where they <laughs> belong. Because <laughs> I am not the screen baby. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> That's
12: why I'm at with that.
13: Uh... <laughs> Any thoughts on this?
12: <laughs> oh no, I can relate to Yoshi. I definitely have moments of imposter syndrome. Um, throughout my life. There's been times where what? Even doing this, there was times where I'm just like, "Well, can I do this? Because I have a issue with communication. Mm-hmm. I get nervous. At least, definitely when I started, I was a, she was shaking, a very, very nervous. See the growth, and baby. Now, oh yes, oh yes, because I've become more confident and just my thoughts and just how to articulate myself. And it's still a learning process, but, like, now I'm aware of that and, like, I give myself grace in that area. So Mm -hmm. I don't really have, like, imposter syndrome in that. But even, like, become a flight attendant, I was like, can I do this too? Like, this is a lot. Like, each week, taking all these tests and everything, I was like, I don't know if I can do this. I'm here with, like, younger people, like, 19 to, like, 23. I'm just like maybe this is for them. Like, I don't know but then I got through and I was like, okay, I I could do this. And just looking back at like stuff I did when I was younger and just accomplishments that I had, I'm just like, well, how could I doubt myself? Like I've done all these things. Like it doesn't even make sense, but you just have to really just look at everything you've done and be like, you gone through this like you can do this like you got this it's fine it's
13: It's like what's the next level Mm it's always a level up yeah in my opinion and if i'm not leveling up then what am i doing Mm -hmm. Yeah. so yeah um we're gonna move on to our final segment called on repeat so what song or album have you been listening to running it back to back no Drake intended. <laughs> <laughs> See what I did there? If you know, you know, I'm just saying, hey. I'm joking. Mm. What's been on repeat for you?
14: I normally just let my throwback playlist. Like oh, I, I just put that shit on shuffle and just that's it's to the R&B playlist. To- yeah. My throwback is like my R&B. Like See, it's like, old. A lover. that's why, that's yeah, why. She- like I'm mm-hmm. listening to Carl Thomas summer rain Uh, um, (laughs) Joe yes that's the song like that is my shit um and but on repeat like when I need today I actually was listening to Tiana Taylor Mm. um what is it called? Wrong bitch. Because I needed some... I needed a little bit of encouragement. Oh,
12: shit. that my energy.
14: On the ground. So I was Hello. like, you got the wrong... wrong. Yeah. Oh. It, it just put that little... um but they call it she putting a battery in your back yeah Mm. Mm. making me delusional (laughs) oh no (laughs) no you be that sometimes what like nobody even doing nothing to you what are you talking about (laughs) he got the wrong bitch
15: see
14: (laughs) and you be walking around with that energy (laughs) like yeah y'all got me fucked up yeah he forgot (laughs) to text you a little bit (laughs) you got the wrong (laughs) bitch (laughs) I'm
12: ready you got the wrong bitch (laughs) Ain't nothing going oh,
15: on. Ready
14: to cut him off. I be blocking people. Somebody had, he had to tell me, like, you got to stop. You have to yeah. stop. Like, why are you blocking me over that? <laughs> it's Tiana. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's
13: Tiana. No.
14: It must
12: have been on repeat for you. Let me get the album out. It is Smino's album. Hey. I want to say, is it called Love for Run? What is yep. it? it is right okay yep the you album is always fire count
13: on wolf to tell you what something is
12: yeah <laughs> in any aspect of a conversation just... <laughs> <laughs> this is a fact that album there's no skips on there it is amazing it's just different vibes it's uh he can he's singing he's rapping. he's he's just incredible
13: what genre does he do
12: I guess it's it's rap, right? I like, rap, but he, technically, he sings very he well. Sings, he sings, well, yeah. Very well, oh. so. J. Cole's on the album. Ooh, I gotta he listen got to good. It's, yeah. Good. It's a listen good listen album.
13: Um, I've been listening to <laughs> I'ma sing it for y'all. <laughs>
12: Huh? Uh-oh. Y'all know I can't vocal. <laughs> no. Here it goes.
13: If you're watching, head over. If you're listening, head over to YouTube to see me embarrass myself. Mm. <laughs> or you can hear it. You know.
12: Okay, y'all ready? <laughs> she gotta clear her throat. She ready? She yeah, get ready. This special for me.
13: <laughs> la 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 la. Hey, let me warm up. <laughs> I'm warm.
12: Oh my god. Need so some bad. honey. <laughs>
13: Oh my God! Either what? I don't think I can do
12: (laughs) (laughs) it. What happened? You got
13: imposter syndrome right now. Here we go. (laughs) Y'all know I don't have no imposter syndrome. Go ahead and let us know that. Baby, the sound of you. (laughs) Okay. It's better than a harmony. I wanna love you in every single way.
14: Oh, I know what it's you Yeah, it's her. Okay. I yes. Yeah. I know that song. Okay. Mm. What's mm. the name of it? Because I can't, you
13: know, I think it's Wanna Love You.
14: <laughs> I'd be the Wanna main person listening to shit and
13: don't know the name Girl, sure, you That's... and I both. It is definitely called Every Kind of Way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey. Oh, yes. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> her. on whole album, the world right? something. Mm-hmm. Only half today. But, um,. <laughs> It makes me think of my daughter not in like the sexual way mm-hmm. obviously yeah but it's like I really do want to love me in every kind of way and mm-hmm. I do you mm-hmm. know like and I actually got that from someone I was talking to and he's a great father and he tells me like when he listens to R&B songs he like just
15: personalized attaches, <laughs> it, to
13: attaches it to his children uh, mm-hmm. or to his daughter and I was like Oh shit, that's dope! Like I never thought of that, and it's just a whole mm-hmm. different meaning mm-hmm. to me. It gives that song so I like that's that. What's been
6: repeat on repeat for me.
13: Miyoshi, thank you for coming through. Thank you, Let girl. them know where they can find you. One more time.
14: at the Yoshi Rose on Instagram. That's really the only platform I'm on. So and she be cooking, y'all. Oh, I do, but don't ask me to cook because I'll tell you no.
12: Oh, she put parsley <laughs> in everything. <laughs> she put parsley in everything on everything. <laughs> the
14: investigation you know, so continues. Bay, I'm parsley. So bay. <laughs> like this, is the finger. <laughs> and that's what we're going to leave you with. Yes, you killed it. <laughs> yes. Mm. Uh,
13: we shall see you guys next week. Make sure you subscribe. If you're listening, download those episodes. And tell a know. friend to tell a friend. Mm-hmm. Check out Honestly, the podcast. Because it's popping. Exactly. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>
12: Thanks for tuning in. We're your hosts, Zena, Symphony, Bree. If you want to see more of us, check us out on YouTube and Instagram at Honestly Though Podcast and our website, podcast.com.
13: As always, if you enjoyed this episode, go ahead and drop a like and share Honestly Though with your friends.
8: Until next time, keep it honest.
3: Apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It is the Riot Podcast. Good at uh, Tuesday, December 30. I, I got to ask you guys a question real quick. Uh, it's uh, December 6. What? Oh yeah. Okay. What? <laughs>
6: Who's Don't counting? whatever. Who's counting? Well, if you're going to make a point to say the date, you Uh-oh. should you
3: probably just say the correct one. Yeah, say
6: the correct date not make people weirded it's out. It's Friday. <laughs> my,
3: my mind was on other things. Uh, Isaiah, for the video podcast, go back to the bump shot. The bump shot. Yeah, can you do that? hmm Do I look bigger? <laughs> You do look kind of wide. Are you gonna See? point this out? You don't like how your camera shot is. Yeah, I think the what we used to have here, uh, where I sit, there used to be a much bigger monitor. I don't know exactly how big, but I believe it was 249 inches, and we that was excessive, and so we've shrunk it down to a more reasonable size. But it's been it's been slightly moved, which is good. For me to be able to like see it while I talk to you guys and stuff. But it's also but now- not blocking because it's not <laughs> so large and in the same place, it's not blocking so much of my torso. Are
6: you sure you don't like the side, your side stomach shot? <laughs> Yeah. Is that your
3: good side too? I'm wondering. Is oh,
6: that your I don't good have side? a good
3: side. Okay, well that's rough. Uh, for or you. some well, people could say it's all good side.
6: Do you want to switch with Isaiah and have his? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll sit there if you want. so showing. <laughs> Are you
3: sure you're comfortable with that?
6: I think I look. I like that chair. I
16: think I look good in it. You good when in you zoom chair. into this shot here, I uh, love that shot of myself. that's oh, a good shot. This one seems kind of far away. I can't really see myself that well. Uh-huh. But this shot, you really get up close and
6: hey. personal. Yeah. Yeah.
3: To the even audio. though you're
6: always looking down, you got we got to figure out a way. Uh, well, this is up.
3: supposed to be moved up, it's still in the testing phase, yeah. So, we might have to get Chris, the engineer, and who does all the work stuff on to that, move it up, and also to block my torso because you always look like you you're
6: sad, like you're looking down, yeah. <laughs> Why
3: well, that's yeah, it's a uh, it's. It's or a slightly it like, lowered angle. It looks like you're working here. with your eyes shut. Hold on. How about if I if I hold it like... Oh, no, now it's blocking the camera. <laughs> yeah, now we can't see it all. Now it's blocking here. your torso. And this is really uncomfortable for me. So.
15: Well,
6: we're working on it. And uh-huh. if you're only listening to progress. our audio podcast, don't forget you can head over to Radio U Riot on our Facebook and our YouTube channel so you can actually... Watch our daily podcast too.
3: Anybody listening to the audio podcast skipped
6: all this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're they're like, this doesn't is. apply
3: to me. Oh, Don't you're know just what's ignoring it,
6: guys. Here. It's a yeah. real problem.
16: So, today during the show, one of the things we talked about is we kicked it off with driving with stuff all over your windshield, right? Oh. Which always happens like in the wintertime. It happens to me a lot, like when my windshield is frozen, mm. and then you do that thing where you, like, drive down the road and you just, like, look through at like, the very bottom, yes. you know? I love doing that. I, uh...
6: I, sometimes... I, I figured out that, done that's, that. you, that's you. We've all done that. That's you.
3: I'm could, not surprised. want to have a confession time real quick? What? Let's hear it. I did that once. It wasn't intentional. I was running late to work, and... The I thought that I had it defrosted enough that I was able to see because yeah. it, it wasn't snow; it was just the frost stuff. And so I tried driving away, and I t- I go around a corner, and uh, I was going super slow, but I scraped up the side of a lady's car. Oh, no, you, no. Did I did yeah. you did not. Uh-huh. Did too. You did not. huh. Did you stop? Here's what, you what the stop? problem was. Yeah. Okay. Okay. okay I got and you, know
16: you were saying you didn't stop.
3: You know the great part is what. Still made it to work on time. Atta boy. But uh, no, the As problem was should. it was so I could see where the car was parked, but I pulled out and once the sun hit it, oh, I was and sure. so there's not oh, a lot yeah. I could do. So that was the issue. But yeah, uh yeah, we got that sorted out, insurance and everything, and we made it right. But uh that was a lesson learned. The good thing is we get up so early here. It, our car's windshield doesn't even have time to get frosty. Yeah, you in don't get too much.
16: So. And mine's like, uh, mine is underneath like my little garage thing. So it doesn't really get, uh, get frosted mm, in there. I'm in, the in the I'm in the garage. You're yeah. in the garage. I have like a carport, which is like, has open on both sides, but it still doesn't get frosted if it's under there. Nice. For me personally. Lucky you.
15: So <laughs>
16: we also talked about some of the hottest cities to move to in the US. For
3: 2023, hot as in trendy.
6: Yeah, the new place. Not temperature.
3: Yeah, that wouldn't be a very interesting. Or list. like
6: attractive people-wise. Yeah.
3: Oh yeah.
6: Now I mean, that's a
16: good yeah. one. <laughs> I need to find that list. How I do don't I know. Get there?
6: <laughs> basically, just learn as we um, say no to every place that they're saying on yeah, this list. Yeah,
3: <laughs> we are, we quickly found all the foibles, all the picadillos with all those, all the towns on. It the
6: feels list. like it's every state. And they paid money to try to get, you know, like El Paso was like, all right, Texas, yeah. we're taking it this year. We, we want to be new, number one. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm paying money because we want to be on the list and we want people to move here.
3: Austin and San Antonio have been too trendy for too long. We need a new trendy city. Yeah, in Texas, so they're paying. And it's El Paso.
16: So do you guys have like a certain place that's like always been in your mind if you were to move somewhere? If you like didn't have to work or anything? and you could just move to a new city, love, where would you go?
6: I want to move to Florida or like some island. Mm. Like I would I would be probably the person who would want to sell everything and move like to a different country. Mm. Oh, a different okay. country. Yeah. Just, like yeah, what do they call those uh, expats or whatever? Oh, just, is that what you want to do? You just go somewhere else and you're like, yeah. I'm oh, like, so you don't love America then? I do. That's fine. I do, but like I could do Costa like Rica. Live in, you don't like living here? Uh, I just I would like She's ready change. to explore. I she wants to explore Change. the yeah.
3: world. Why not?
16: You
6: still
3: got to have a home base somewhere. Nope, you don't.
16: Maybe you don't in need the one. States. <laughs>
6: Actually, with they, my dogs, I, have, I do. Yes. What have we ever done to you?
16: So, what are you? What do you think? Hudson, do you have a
3: place? Uh, if it was in the United States, it'd be somewhere in the South. I don't know if. Yeah, like California feels like more of my vibe, but like Southern California, like Cali but, boy. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, obviously anytime you bring that it. yeah, no you one can. can't afford Nobody it, can. but, uh, but we're talking about a dream scenario where I can just go wherever I want. And in this scenario, I have enough money to live in Southern California and That'd have be it 70 degrees every day. Maybe
6: i pick Alaska. Maybe just for a little bit.
3: Just mm. for like a, a couple months or so. Yeah. We'll I a year. don't know. I don't know if you have a Alaska like uh, Alaska I can handle
6: life. it I don't
3: For me no. it's a no I don't think you'd last very not long Not for me but you but for me to for live no, there
16: no. absolutely not I would definitely have to go somewhere warm like I in Arizona see, I or in Texas well. or Florida yeah yep, one of those yeah. I wouldn't be opposed to that whatsoever I, I could see
3: Texas I, I also just it. like the southern US cuz of the like the food so maybe like but I don't know. But then there's also other things I don't like about the South. So I don't know. There's no. There's no more perfect.
16: Mm-mm. Is there? Nowhere. Nowhere. Except for home.
6: <laughs> oh <my laughs> Where your God. heart is, oh and it's God. not Where on this list. Uh, All right,
3: guys. I think we're good. <laughs> I think so. Uh, I have more things to say about the Grand Canyon. No. Oh, uh, you want to talk about the Grand Canyon? Yeah, I do want to talk about the Grand All Canyon. Right. Talk about it. I Hurry was just up. thinking. Uh, <laughs> this is the problem with turning these. Uh, you know turning these big beautiful pieces of nature into tourist attractions is it comes with all these these people. rules yeah all these rules and stuff like that cuz think about it you think go back in time right go back let's say 500 years before the grand canyon people travel from all over to go see it what do you think the people that were, that went and saw the Grand Canyon back in those days did before yeah, it was but we have more, managed by the Parks Service. We or have
6: more things that could get the park in trouble. So like graffiti's huge. Like that's a huge no. problem there, and trash is a huge problem. So like that's just us as you know horrible human beings uh, are tempted now to be able to destroy something. Well, I think that people, was
16: once so beautiful. Yeah, it's. I and thought
6: back you just then said then it is still beautiful. It is so beautiful. <laughs> they didn't have spray paint back then. But if no. we don't take okay, care of it, it's anything. not going to be I never said beautiful.
3: it. I, uh, graffiti, that's the Grand Canyon, are going to graffiti, that's horrible. But throwing rocks. Now listen, <laughs> I am
16: opposed to the throwing rocks thing, but you know what I think would be really funny? Uh, is if you just peed. No, Into the
6: there's also <laughs> rules against that. Is
16: That their rule there. Oh my gosh! I'm and against the rock. This
6: is why you go you know there, how funny and that'd be, though? this is why they don't trust anybody because it escalates to that. You're, you're just like, hey, you're just going to the bathroom, wow. and you're just skipping a couple you just of rocks. just skip it the rocks. Hurting, though? Who would it be? <laughs> and hurting? then all
16: of a sudden, you just you're looking up, and there's just a stream uh. flying by you, and everyone's you've, like, what the heck is you've that? You started a flash flood I know.
6: and there's like some poor. Trail donkey, that's it's getting wiped yeah. out down the Swipped road. Away. So Swipped I think away. I think um, we just you know you're probably not as bad, but there's people that would escalate it way more. Yes. yes. Well, we'll have the rules for them and the rocks I'm able to throw. No rules for you. Yeah. No. Just as
3: long as in the rules is I can <laughs> throw rocks.
6: Well, we talk about the Grand Canyon and someone who did get in trouble. All right, that's long enough. Okay, all right. Yeah. Hi, everybody. See you guys. So long.
1: Your for you page would be a lot more fun if it had Hudson, Nikki, and Isaiah. Follow at Radio U official on TikTok. The right Radio U. Um,
3: I was thinking about something. Yeah. Actually, not. Uh, Well, okay. I read something (laughs) yesterday that I can't get out of my mind. And that is that, uh, you know, robots, right? Robots. Yeah. Robots. Uh, There was, uh, I mean, they can do amazing things, right? But I read that uh, for like the team of researchers that have worked on like humanoid robots Trying to get them, uh, get a robot from lying down, like a robot was lying down, and it, teaching that robot or programming it or whatever to get it to be able to go from lying down to standing up. Yeah, it took them like years, really, like decades. Why would to you figure have to? That out. Your
6: robot could just stand.
3: You could just start it standing, right? It could just stay standing. But what if it
6: falls down? Oh yeah, I could call. <laughs> Cuz that
3: could that could definitely happen. Robots are pretty unstable. You're right. But I, like think about that for a moment. There was one side probably a team of scientists, roboticists years that every day the they would come home from work And their partner would say to them, hey, honey, how was work today? And the roboticist would be like, well, robot's still lying down. It's still lying down. What
6: a weird thing to think about.
3: There was probably researchers that came and went. They got there. The robot was lying down. They left years later. Retired. Retired. (laughs) And the robot never stood up. It It was lying down the whole time. And so that's what I was thinking about. And that will never be appreciated. Uh, we appreciate all the things that robots, you know, they build cars and they'll, they're like, you know, hostesses at hotels and whatever, but we, and we appreciate that. Well, we don't appreciate just the fact that some robots can go from lying down to standing up.
6: I would love just to be around you yesterday uh, as someone's like, boy, Hudson, like, what are you thinking about? you yeah, really deep in looking thought. Looking really
3: contemplative. Yeah,
6: what are you, what are you like contemplating? You're <laughs> like, well, did you know robots can barely stand up. Yeah, it took
3: them years to just go from lying down to standing up.
6: (laughs) That's a look into your mind. And so
3: I thought about that for a long time, but then I also thought, you know, uh, some people don't think what we do is impressive. But in in a way, (laughs) I think what we do is very similar to what those roboticists did. And that is we have to get ourselves from lying down to standing up every day. And we try and try. And some days it's not easy, but we do it.
6: I think scientists are still working on it.
3: Yeah, that's right. It's uh, they may never perfect the technique <laughs> of me getting going from lying down to standing, standing up. up. Yeah wow. all right. there's something. Yeah, that's what was on my mind. so now it's off of my
6: mind. You feel better getting it out?
3: I do. yeah, and I hope uh, I hope all the scientists that work so hard on that, I hope they get the recognition they deserve. I hope they appreciate me shining a light on their struggle.
1: Hudson,
3: Nikki, The Riot, on Radio U. Uh, It's time for our annual reminder that you're not supposed to drive with snow on your windshield.
6: I thought it was always just like bad taste, but are you saying it's you can get a ticket for it?
3: You can definitely get a ticket, and not just for your windshield either. Of course it depends on Because it's dangerous. Yeah, it is especially when it's the, the like heavy, chunky snow that like it's snowy, but it's also gets like kind of gets icy because you, I mean, have you ever seen that kind of snow when it flies off the top of a car in front of you on the highway? That and can hit your car. You don't want that on hitting your windshield Especially and busting your windshield off. If it's up. just
6: you being lazy and you just hope it'll fall off.
3: Yeah. But
6: well you don't realize it'll fall off to another car.
3: It is pretty fun doing that when it's the really powdery snow though.
6: Yeah, but like in your driveway. <laughs> yeah. Not when you go out. I don't home.
3: know. I like uh, the powdery snow when obviously you clean off the windshields, but you you know, you leave the 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 hood of your car, you let the snow sit on there. And then when you're driving at night and then it looks like you're entering hyperspace or something, all the snow sliding up over the windshield, you don't do that?
6: Well, not normally. Okay. Well, you should
3: try it sometime. <laughs> but you're it's not
6: supposed to if it's covering your windshield.
3: Yeah, I mean, that. it feels like that should go without saying because one of the most important things in this day and age when it comes to driving, until uh, until one day maybe we have self-driving cars— Uh, it's important to be able to see. And that is why it is so important to clean your entire windshield off of your car, not just a little circle, not just a little peephole. Uh, You need to have... Yeah, we've all
6: done that. Yeah,
3: (laughs) and uh, you're running late for work. You try to cut some corners. That's just going to end badly for you uh, or end very likely somebody else as well. So we have, uh, just to nail this point home... We have a driver in Washington State. They were driving along State Route 16 in Kitsap County. They were driving for more than five miles with snow. and We've got a picture here. It is. A, it's they covered. have the little peephole, it's uh, a little peephole, uh, a little porthole of of space where they can see, but you don't have full visibility uh not nearly. I mean I'd say at least seventy five percent of the windshield covered with snow. And so uh once they got pulled over, that's a five hundred and fifty three dollar ticket. Oh,
6: that's expensive. It is
3: expensive, but do you feel like it's enough?
6: Um well driving I mean five miles like this? Five hundred and fifty three dollars. That's a pretty good ticket. it was like ten uh, or a hundred dollars a mile. It is negligent driving in the second degree. It's definitely negligent. Yeah, Yeah,
3: you think? I mean, if you're driving like this, should you even have a license? (laughs) People get their license taken taken away for much, much, much less than that. I don't
6: know. I feel at least you have to go to court for something.
3: Yeah, some reason. But you know, the other thing we have to think about is uh, if they were driving for over five miles that way, like who was following them?
6: The police officer. Well, shouldn't he have
3: stopped him the first?
6: No, he wanted to see see how long they could go. Well, that feels like (laughs) that's a
3: dangerous thing to do. It's entrapment. uh, Maybe. Okay. Yes. I hear somebody out there going, maybe they just know where he was and know where he left from because he told them where he left from. Okay. Maybe. But if you saw this guy and then you're like, all right, let's see how far he'll go before he finally realizes uh no you gotta pull him over i don't know it's dangerous for everybody out there i know it might be you know rural washington state there might not be a lot of other people around but there could be deer well when there we say other like
6: he made a little pole to look yeah it's not even where you would think the eyes would really be yeah it still leans way left on the windshield uh-huh it's and super high it's too. super high like how could this guy see that? That's what you get. You get a big ticket.
3: His excuse was his windshield wipers aren't working because
6: they're frozen with the snow on it. Yeah,
3: they're they're not going to work when when there's like three inches of snow packed on top of them. There's that the the windshield wipers are not do anything with that snow. Uh, not unless you clean them off first. So well, as a warning. A if you reminder. get snow in your
6: area, you need to, or otherwise you can get a a really big ticket.
3: You definitely could, and. People could get hurt. So clean off, not just the windshield. Get the top of the car, too. That's important. (laughs) I know a lot of people like to leave that.
1: Got to get the top of the car, too. The words too expensive aren't in Nikki's vocabulary. This is the riot. Radio U. Do you you recall uh,
3: back in 2020 when there was a, a TikTok, a viral trend of making like pancake batter, but then you'd make the pancakes into those little bits, you know, the little crispies,
6: the pancake cereal.
3: Yeah. The little, yep. yep. And then making that into cereal. Uh, you
6: basically into... made tiny pancakes, uh-huh. put them in a bowl. And then that was cereal,
3: tiny pancakes. <laughs> uh, and so you make them into tiny pancakes. You make them into cereal. That was in 2020. Uh, and now here in 2022, nearly 2023, ihop is finally like hey we should get in on that we make pancakes we can do this we should do that but it's not little
6: pancakes though
3: is it um yes i was gonna go through and i think you and i might agree on this that the headline is exciting ihop mini pancake cereal set to debut late in 2022 uh late in december 2022 it seems that by uh january of next year You'll be able to just get these pretty much anywhere. Uh so that's a great headline. But then when you look, the cereal is not shaped like pancakes.
6: No, they're just I mean, they're little they're little circle little, balls. It's
3: just looks like a cereal.
6: And they're blueberry and syrup. One.
3: That's the other big miss there. Is that wrong? I don't want blueberry. I know. I don't want blueberry. It's cereal. I Maybe guess,
6: they thought you know if you didn't put a flavor in, though, it'd be too much. We'll make it maple
3: maple yeah, yeah before, this has syrup. put out a couple different lines put out a strawberry one blueberry maple but I don't think they put that much effort into this is not what if I it's think. just blueberry yeah I uh really disappointed in uh in IHOP I thought they would do better for us and and they didn't but I mean obviously we'll have to try them and they will be available uh, again You might see them. It says they will be on some store shelves late in December of this year, so anytime now. But then uh, pretty much nationwide in January 2023, although it is a limited time, they say. So... I hopped the
6: blueberries only last so long.
3: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and they use fresh ones for this, I'm sure. Well,
6: they do say, um, let's see, how do they, natural and artificial. <laughs> so it's both blue, oh, blueberry Oh, natural
3: cookies. pancakes. Yeah, it's both. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Does, you don't like maple syrup.
6: I don't like maple syrup, and I actually don't really care for blueberries too much. Oh, okay. But yeah, sure I didn't know
3: your thoughts on that.
6: I'm sure we'll we'll still give these a whirl.
3: We've got to try them, but there's there's just the the ceiling dropped way down <laughs> when I found out blueberry is the only option.
6: I would have wanted buttermilk pancake cereal.
3: Buttermilk, ooh. Chocolate chip. Oh, that would have been good. Cinnamon roll.
6: See, they missed all that.
3: Yeah, they could have done so many different things. And instead, blueberry.
1: While Isaiah is wishing for a girlfriend, Nikki and Hudson are just wishing for any friend at all. The riot. Radio U. Uh,
3: While well, talking of puppies, uh, have you guys seen this TikTok of the lady who... Uh, had her dog very like this isn't just a a standard dye job where you make you know oh, you, like cute. we've seen that, but this is intricately dyed, multicolored dye job on her. What is that? Was that a Scottish? Is it a Scotty?
6: That looks like is it. Is a
3: Scotty dog something uh, like that? She oh no, got,
6: it's a white schnauzer.
3: Okay, a white. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Uh, because that's what it is. Uh, she got her white schnauzer intricately dyed so that it looks like the Grinch. So to picture it, it is bright, bright green on the head. Then you've got white for like the Santa collar, you know, because the Grinch makes a Santa suit for himself. Oh, yeah. And, I see it now. And then he's got red on his, his, his body, body, his torso, and then his uh, like his upper front paws. And then his... his back paws and his legs are uh are green are, are again that bright green so he i mean it's totally accurate to the grinch you look at him and you know what he's supposed to be he's the grinch or he's one of those candies you know the red white and green candies you ever have the <laughs> no, little gummies
6: i don't think we've had that i'm not had sure that? about those
3: ones uh they're not good i think it's more the grinch yeah but definitely the grinch and some people on tiktok are not pleased with this they say i mean some people are even throwing around terms like animal abuse well
6: anytime you see a dog that's been dyed like yeah. their fur, a lot of people don't realize there is a specific dye for dogs mm-hmm. for pets so they think it's cruel because they think you're using like a harder one
3: yeah that could hurt them but they're some, not i mean yeah if you were to use some kind of human. They're not bleaching and coloring the animal's hair. Yeah, but uh, nevertheless, so Nikki, you're okay with it?
6: I tried to get my dog Rolo. I wanted to dye a mohawk on his head, Uh and so I took him to the place, and I was like, hey go do it, but he wouldn't sit for it. Mm-hmm. Oh, no! So, like, mm-hmm. They were like, hey, we, we couldn't do it, but it's all like, it won't hurt the animal. It won't hurt him,
3: but that doesn't mean it's right. Well,
6: my dog can't make
3: right choices. So. <laughs> I
6: get to choose for him. That's I what happens choosing. when you clean up his poop. That's, that's, that's right. A, that's
3: the uh, privilege you have.
6: If I take care of him, then I get to decide if he gets a mohawk on him. So,
3: Isaiah, you, are you fine with this? I'm
6: also for it.
16: During Halloween time, I was talking to my roommate, and I've Really wanted to dye Jim because half his body's like already orange, and I wanted to dye like the other half of his body like brown for the Cleveland Browns, Uh a because for Halloween time, because the other half of his body is white. And so it would have been really easy to just toss Brown on him and he would have looked really Halloween-esque. It sounds really easy. Yeah, exactly. It seemed really easy, but then I looked it up online. It cost money to do it that. Does. So Whoa. as a matter of fact, I <laughs> didn't do it.
3: Especially, I would imagine this woman, uh, in this case, took her dog to the groomers. And so, to be clear, that is definitely dog-approved die. It's probably a couple hundred
6: dollars to and do
3: that. And it probably costs a lot of money, but Nikki, you hit the nail on the head for why this is not right. And that is because the dog didn't ask for this, and... You think the dog is having a grand time just some sitting there for no hours? Some dogs have no problem
6: getting groomed. How some do you dog- know? Some dogs Jim have no it. issue. Yeah, some don't. This they isn't say just he's groomed, great every time he though. goes. This
3: isn't just groomed. He's just getting a little Listen, colored up.
6: Listen, that was its spa day, okay? It had a great day. It's its me day. Look at his face. He looks happy. He looks happy. See, you can't tell if a dog is happy or not.
3: No. He looks happy. In the picture where he's still white, <laughs> that's where he looks happy. His tongue's hanging out. He looks uh, without a care in the world. And then you see him with the uh, the green and red all over him, and he's got the look on his face. Look what look uh, look what that person says. They said. You're looking like now, Ma, you done did it this time. That's what he's looking like. He <laughs> oh, is not it's pleased. Fine. And how
6: long is that going to last? Oh, probably a pretty good amount of time because your dog is not showering. So it's not no. like washing off.
3: So he's going to be, you know, April rolls around. He's still the Grinch. It's not going to be so cute.
6: Well, then, then he's a springtime dog.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I don't he's a know. spring there's, Grinch. There's just some things, you know, is it technically. Raw is it actually hurting the dog physically or emotionally? Maybe not. It depends or not not on your that we dog. can prove, but it just doesn't pass the eye test to me of being something you should do to your dog. I know they put us through a lot, and I hate my dog. <laughs> what? I, I hate her. She barks <laughs> all the time. I can't. I mean, stand I hate, I mean, I but hate you know my dog. But you know what i never why? do to her? Just, and it has nothing her. to do with the fact that she's black and it'd be very difficult. But I will not dye my Listen, dog or put clothes on her.
6: We're gonna put your statement to the side. And uh-huh. we're just not gonna touch the I hate her part.
16: Yeah, we're gonna <laughs> move that to the side. I dress up Jim every year for Christmas. He has a little Santa outfit. We had to throw it away last year because he doesn't fit into it anymore. But I will get him a new Santa outfit for this for year. For some,
6: even putting a sweater on a dog could be mm. If the dog likes, like dislikes it so much, Mm -hmm. that almost could be animal abuse. It really just depends on your dog.
3: That is how. That's how my dog is. I just don't think it's the right thing to do. The dog didn't ask for that.
6: Well, he didn't say no either. He didn't ask for me to spank him either. But sometimes you deserve it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. We'll end on that. (laughs)
1: We're not sure who behaves worse, the Riot or their dogs. I don't even know how to behave like a real human being. The Riot. Radio U. First,
3: fantasy football talk. You know, uh, Nikki, I'm sure you've been keeping track of the Radio U <laughs> fantasy football league.
6: i even deleted it. You
3: have your own team. I do
6: have my own team.
3: And uh, so... so you may realize that uh, where am I at <laughs> last night was the last night of the regular season so starting uh, Thursday is uh, the fantasy football playoffs for us in the Radio U League yeah Uh, you know where you finished where did course, I finish of course you do
6: no I, well, I mean I told you your wife's been running mine uh, and Whatever's going on, she's doing fantastic.
3: Do you have any you feel any remorse? You feel a little dishonest. That I'm not actually running it. Because there's yeah, because there's so many people that signed up. Obviously, there's all of us radio U DJs, but then there's you and ZK yeah. that people were so excited to play fantasy football against. And then ZK just didn't manage his team and uh from the weekends. And you handed your team off to my wife. That's a sign of a good leader, though. I've delegated.
16: Delegated. So So
3: I'm I'm proud of myself. Uh, My wife got you to 12th place.
6: Yay! We'll take it.
3: Which is good enough to make it into the playoffs. The very last team in the (laughs) playoffs. Yay! (laughs)
6: uh,
3: And then here's what's amazing, though. You know who the 12th place team plays in the first round of the playoffs? Whose is it? It's me.
6: Hey! It is
3: I.
16: I hope Nikki and Angela beat you and knock you out of the playoffs. <laughs> Nothing would make me happier than them knocking you out. And this week does not look good for you. You think? You're missing both your starting running backs. What They're do you both mean? on
3: bye week. Mm, I can figure that out.
15: <laughs> Alvin Kamara <laughs> He's not
3: against a team, the team. Alvin Kamara and Cordero Patterson. Who? I think I can. Uh, they haven't been doing that much for me, anyway. So, so. then, who's
6: like the top at this point?
3: Number uh, number one, first place in the league, earning a bye and home field advantage throughout the playoffs, is Nene.
6: Hey in yeah. first place
3: and if you did you
6: say he cheated during the there was some speculation <laughs> there is a team called
3: nene cheating because okay you want to lay this out we can be honest about this uh
6: for fantasy enough, football yeah for
3: fantasy for the radio you fantasy This is the listeners uh that signed up and then us djs so nene from the afternoons Uh, He was having a good season. He was already in first place. He's been in first place pretty much wire to wire, but we talked about ZK from the weekends has not been playing. He's not been, he drafted a team and he's not set the lineups for most of the season, but he did crack open the fantasy app because Nene texted him and said, Hey, since you're not playing, why don't you trade me some (laughs) of your best players and then maybe I'll drop them so that other people in the league that are still playing can pick them up, but why don't you trade them to me? And that guy's cheating. It's uh, a lot of people would call that collusion. A little and bit of we, collusion there. He did, to be fair to Nene, he did wind up dropping, I think, two out of the three guys that he received that are out for the entire season because of an injury. Well,
15: DK's
16: still playing, oh, right? Yeah, They I dropped so. DK. Zach yeah. Ertz
3: got hurt. He dropped him as well.
16: Um, and so, yeah, it was a, it was a good little season. Yeah, now we're into the playoffs. We gotta, they named
3: the one seed. We got to keep our own accountable. And uh, the format of the league is you have to vote against the trade. Yeah. To uh, be able to stop it from happening. And I guess not enough people voted. Uh, so Nene was able to get away he with got that, it. and he's still in first place. Isaiah, but how are you
6: doing?
16: <laughs> I'm in third. Yay! Third place. Also got a first round bye, so I'm looking pretty
3: pretty good going into the playoffs. Yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be an exciting finish, and of course, we got to give shout outs to the listeners. Uh, we got uh, we did get all of the radio UDJs DJs made the playoffs except for ZK, but uh, a lot of great listeners made the playoffs as well. So uh, who knows who will wind up winning? But I feel like we're all we've all got it out for Nene right now.
6: Yeah, he's gotta lose. He's the one yeah. seed. He's the one seed. We gotta mm-hmm. upset him.
3: Yeah, we gotta take him down and uh show him, teach him a
1: lesson.
6: Okay. You didn't sound very <laughs> threatening towards no, the end there. Yeah, <laughs> Not at <all>. I don't <laughs> you know. got to lost some of that.
1: The Riots X-rays just came in and they all ah! got that dog in them. Radio U.
3: So, uh, maybe 2023 you're thinking is your year to make a move. You got to go to a new city, start a new life, leave this one behind and do something and do something different. Uh, I've got the hottest cities that, uh, that are predicted to be the hottest cities to move to in the new year.
6: Sometimes that's worrisome though because that means it's the most expensive. Yeah, that could be. Be. Rent's going up. Yeah,
3: that's right. I don't know, but maybe it's because uh, there's a lot to love about these cities. This is according to Realtors.com's Realtor.com's 2023 housing forecast let's
6: see where we're going to move to so
3: this is where I'm they excited. predict the biggest increase in home sales in 2023 we're finally leaving home guys. yes let's go. Get the, out of here. the number one city uh that they predict will be the biggest city for people to move to in 2023 El Paso, Texas.
6: Oh, El Paso. That's a
3: big, that's a big commitment to I move to a El Paso, I know a lot of people Texas. are
6: moving to Texas. Like, that's a hot spot. It is a hot
3: spot. It a lot a of my friends spot. have moved to, like, Austin and Houston yeah. and stuff. Austin and Houston are a different world than El Paso, though.
6: No, it's a good starter point. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you start in El Paso, and then you work your way up. I don't think
3: uh, – like, El Paso is a, a decent-sized city, right? But I don't think people realize – It's out in the middle of, like, it's out West Texas, right? It's It's, almost in Mexico. It's, like, on the border, Yeah, so it's not near anything. You have to start somewhere Yeah, that's right.
6: Listen, it's a hot spot. Maybe
3: people are moving there because they want to be isolated. you got to
6: make the area.
3: Uh, Number two, Columbia, South Carolina. On the list of hot cities to move to in 2023, according to Realtor.com. What do you guys, what do you make of Columbia, South Carolina?
6: I, I, well, I went to South Carolina over the summertime. Uh huh. I mean, it's good. You had a nice time. But I think it's hot during the summer. Yeah, <laughs> it's that's, pretty miserable.
3: That's a good point. But the so humidity Texas. Will, will be what gets you. I think Columbia, South Carolina sounds like the kind of town I might like to move to. It might be a little small. I'm more of a big city guy. But uh, it's like a medium sized city. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 and. You know, it's on the East Coast, so there's other cities around. You got too. Charlotte
16: pretty close to it, as well as
3: Charleston pretty close as well. So maybe, maybe. Good food probably in the Well, south. number
6: three on the list, I'm going to say no. Hartford, Connecticut? I could never move to Connecticut. Me either. High no property offense. I'm No offense to Connecticut, but I don't think I could ever move no, yeah, there. The tag, uh, and I'm not going north either. That's yeah. colder, colder. I mean,
3: I could go north, but Hartford... I It's not like, what what are you getting excited about in Hartford? I've been to Hartford several times. It's not an exciting city. The the best thing about it is for like two months of the year you could go to the beach and that's it. That's that's it, and the, it's not even the best beach.
6: Next one is Buffalo, New York.
3: Well, that's a huge no. Oh, Sorry, big no for, no. for me no. as well. Uh, I
6: mean, I haven't been there in a few years, but when I was there, it's not pretty. That's <laughs> and I saw the
3: snowstorm like two weeks ago. I'm uh,
16: good on that as it's well. It's all
3: the negatives of Connecticut plus no beach <laughs> plus no beach. Uh, number five on the list of hottest cities to move to in 2023 according to Realtor.com's housing forecast. They say number five, Little Rock, Arkansas. I've
6: never been there.
3: Me either. I have a friend that was considering he might move to uh, Memphis, but he had to like Fly out of Little Rock, and he says, No, Arkansas is a big no. Okay, Arkansas <laughs> it's a no, no is a definite no. Well, for the him. rest
6: of the list is Louisville, Kentucky, Baltimore, Maryland, mm. Omaha, Nebraska, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, and Columbus, Ohio.
3: Mm, Columbus, Ohio. There it is. Yeah, that's a big one. Uh, Baltimore, you know, some of those cities near the bottom feel a little crimey. Don't you think? Like Baltimore, Baltimore, Harrisburg, Columbus. Shh,
6: they don't want you to focus on that. You're <laughs> that's not. It's not important. Listen, you're not doing this list right. Are right? yeah, cities for criminals to move to in 2023? <laughs> they deserve a new start too. I guess yeah. so. That's
3: right. <laughs>
6: so that's the list of uh the top places they say a lot of people will be moving to next year.
1: Hey, they're already eating, anyways. Might as well do it on the show. The Riot with Nikki and Hudson. Radio U. Talked uh, a week or
3: two back about uh, the word of the year, according to Merriam-Webster, you know, the dictionary people. Uh, Remember how they said that gaslight is the word of the year, at least. That's what they want they, us to think.
6: They should have announced the word of the year and then left us. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And <laughs> never talked about it again. Uh,
3: so that was uh, that was their word of the year. Uh, they had their finger on the pulse there. But, uh, you know, there's competing schools of thought in the dictionary world. Uh, did you know Oxford also? Oxford University press, does, uh, press, as in Oxford in the U.K., they do their own dictionary too. Yeah. And so they have put say out. Yeah. I know that there's oh an Oxford Dictionary. Yeah. It's a well-known
16: thing. It, you have, have, it you is. you have a heard well-known known your thing. tone? Yeah. Yes, I'm, I'm very familiar.
3: I believe. I was
16: reading it yesterday. Uh, I usually lean Oxford. His
3: wide vocabulary. Of course, Isaiah would be familiar with the Oxford English Dictionary. Uh, so they put out their own word of the year. Uh, And first of all, they've totally failed because it's two words. Goblin mode.
6: I have never heard that term. You haven't? I never? Haven't. All in your TikToking? You
3: no. never see anybody say hey, I'm going goblin if mode. I have, I'm a goblin. Heard, I've just heard goblin, but not mm. like goblin mode. Not like not like turkey goblin though. No. Like goblin mode. More like, similar to like ogre. demon mode, yeah. gremlin mode, uh-huh. goblin
16: mode. They're yeah, all like, the
3: same. Like an orc, like something from World of Warcraft or Lord of the Rings or whatever. Uh goblin mode is, you know, what? so you don't know what Goblin Mode is? Well,
6: I do know now. You know now. Self-indulgent and lazy.
3: Yeah. Unapologetically, slovenly behavior.
6: Oh. Yeah.
3: You guys ever, now that you know the term, you think you ever go Goblin Mode? Have I
16: ever indulged in the Goblin Mode? I think everybody has a little bit.
3: I think. Why don't you
6: ask us that in a couple of weeks at Christmas time? Yeah. <laughs>
3: but you don't just, I mean, if it's the word of the year, that means people are doing it all year round, right? Oh, yeah. I'd say so. It's so all over TikTok.
16: S-
6: they say <laughs> if you reject social norms or expectations, so basically you just don't care what people think or. Uh-huh. But not in, like, the you go, like, great, you don't care. No, bad. This Uh, is bad. This is the other way.
3: Of just, like, totally just, uh, what do they even say, reclusive behavior? I would say, like,
16: ignorant behavior would be a good way to describe it if you're doing things that are very ignorant. I would describe that as goblin mode. Can you... Can you give an uh,
6: an example? Yeah, oh, an, give example an example
16: of a time that you'd be in goblin us, mode. Tell us
3: of a time that you went goblin. I don't mode.
16: know if I've ever been goblin mode. <laughs> You've never willing, goblin. Not that I'm willing to share on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I'd maybe look bad. I think. I think any time that you're disrespectful towards someone. That could be considered goblin mode if it benefits you in some sort of way. Okay. Like say
6: you had a big class project and it was you and three others yeah. and you didn't do anything. Mm. Like but this then, is it, when that, time comes around to take credit,
16: you take all the credit. You that would be credit. me going all goblin so mode. Like,
6: you're totally lazy about the work you're supposed to do. You've got other people that mm. are out filling in and you're just being a goblin about it. You're not ghosting mm-hmm. them because I mean you're around, mm-hmm. but you just you're don't there. do it.
3: All right. So out of the three of us. It would be a goblin. Who's the most goblin?
16: <laughs> Why is everybody looking over in this direction? I waiting I you to answer. Uh, Are we taking votes? Yeah. I think I would probably lean myself.
3: Okay. Okay. That's, <laughs> if very, I had to uh, guess. that's very reflective Who of reflective. Who would you, you say? I was also thinking myself. (laughs) Oh, you were thinking you too. And then
16: here's the tiebreaker, because we all know Nikki's not going
3: to be like Not a goblin. goblin." There's nothing goblin about you. Um, Yeah, Nikki. (laughs) Choose. Who's the greedier, more self-indulgent? Lazier, ignorant. I think I think it's you. I say. Okay. All right. Well, this was a fun
16: segment. What do you
6: mean, Nikki agreed with
16: you? you I know. Be happy. I should have voted for you. Is
3: what I should have done. Yeah. That was a.
6: Well, maybe we should ask, who do you guys think would be the goblin out of
3: it? 8772-RADIO-U. You can text
6: Hudson or Isaiah.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Nikki's not an available answer. I'm not Not even in the running at this point. we're all in agreement on that. The
1: Riot with Hudson and Nikki on Radio Radio U.
3: We visited Santa's Bake Shop, aka <laughs> Krispy Kreme, and uh, we have found their Christmas collection of donuts.
6: So a few weeks ago, you guys did the Thanksgiving mini pies. Yes, that Krispy Kreme uh, did. Did you end up liking those, or yeah, you did? I
3: liked those. They were solid. They're Do you remember good? which one our favorite was?
16: I think my favorite was the apple pie, and your favorite was the pumpkin pie. I think.
3: I'll take your word for it. I'm pretty sure that <laughs> They right. didn't make that strong of an impression in well, my mind. I
6: feel like we were more excited for the Santa's Bake yeah. Shop collection because uh, that's a holiday sugar cookie donut, a gingerbread cookie crumb, and a red velvet. And then they've got two other older ones that they've had.
3: Well, I'll tell you, I'm more excited because we actually got all of the new ones, which we weren't so fortunate uh, when we had the... Thanksgiving pie donuts. Uh, I
6: had to go in. Did you see
3: what their website says? It says some shops are experiencing delays uh, receiving the recipes and ingredients from Mrs. Claus for our Santa's Bake Shop collection. Fortunately, ours wasn't one of them.
6: That was good. So which one do we want to try first? Hmm. I was thinking... We could
3: do the Santa. We have the Santa belly one, right? Mm. We could use that as a control donut.
6: That one we've had before. I
3: know. So that's like like the baseline. We try that first and then we use the other three to see how they stack up against the the old standby.
6: Santa belly uh, is basically a cream filled donut dipped in red icing decorated like Santa's belly with a belt. So pretty normal.
3: Yeah, uh-huh. I'm pretty good. That's a good baseline.
6: There's never enough talking during the donut <laughs> food fights.
3: <laughs> mm. Mm. All right.
6: Well, I was fine.
3: I forgot how how good just that just stand. It's not an exciting donut. Just a man, standard it's, just, down. it's just good. That's just all you need right there.
6: Well, which one do you want to do next?
3: Go ahead and pick.
16: I say we do the red velvet cake. Red velvet? Uh, Cause I'm not. This one seems kind of
6: hard. So, so the red velvet, style. it's a cake donut. It's got uh, cream cheese icing and red velvet cake crumbles on top.
3: I feel like the at least the little section I cut for myself, the icing is lacking.
6: Mm, that one's good, though. Oh, I think you'll like that. The cream cheese icing is good.
16: Mm-hmm. It is good.
6: Does it scream Christmas? I don't know. But does it scream good? Yeah, that's but good. But I do
3: love red velvet. That's it's good. That's good. a good red velvet. It's a little dense mm. for my taste.
6: If it didn't have the cream on top, I think mm-hmm. it'd be really...
3: Oh, it'd be dry.
6: Real right? dry. And? <laughs> no, I, g- speaking of dry. Okay, I need some, some water. water. Mm-hmm. All right, the last two are the Holiday Sugar Cookie Donuts and the Gingerbread Cookie Crumbs.
3: You want to do gingerbread next?
1: That works for me. Gingerbread it is.
6: So the gingerbread one I was kinda sad about. I thought it was um what's the other one that Duncan did? Uh cookie butter. Cookie butter. Yeah, yeah, like cookie it butter. looks it looks more like cookie pieces, and gingerbread's not necessarily our favorite. No. But it's got a gingerbread cream cheese flavored filling. Dipped okay. and topped with gingerbread cookies.
16: This one's the most, like, aesthetically pleasing. When you look mm-hmm. at it, it looks the coolest. has a lot on top. Oh, but the it's crumbs.
6: gingerbread. And it
3: feels like it has more going on with oh,
6: it, too. I don't know, guys. That's gingerbread. I'll let you. That one's messy. I'll let you decide oh, on that's that. cream cheesy. It's gingerbread cream cheese. Mm. Huh. That's pretty good. Oh, no. I don't think so. You know, like I don't know how I like how much I like that one. Yeah. If you especially if you had more than just a bite, I think I, need, I think well, we'd I like need it another less. bite
3: for good measure.
6: I'll take more.
16: Hmm. Yeah. I'm not so sure about the filling. I don't know where I stand on that. That's an odd one.
6: I think gingerbread's kind of our bottom holiday flavor. That's not yeah. my favorite right there with eggnog.
3: Yeah. I <laughs> uh, that one it, It beat my expectations. That was the
6: prettiest looking, but that one we have to just say, if you don't like gingerbread, I don't think you're going to care for that. Mm -hmm. Or if you don't like cream cheese stuff.
3: yeah, Oh, yeah. It's very cream cheese. All
6: right. (laughs) Last one.
3: Sugar cookie. This one's going to be my favorite. This one's an original glazed
6: ice sugar cookie flavored icing and festive sugar sprinkles for the Santa's collection from Krispy Kreme.
3: Before I dive in. This does feel like it just could taste like a regular sprinkled donut. Which is my favorite donut. Tastes just like a
6: sprinkled donut. You're going to love it. Yeah, just a normal one. Oh, Mm. yeah.
3: Actually, you know what?
6: What? You hear the sprinkles?
3: (laughs) Yeah, you can hear them crunching, can't you? Those are crunchy. That's just sugar just crunching in my mouth. Um, That actually does have a uniquely sugar cookie taste to it. Tastes like
6: a sugar cookie.
3: Yeah. Uh all right, I guess we gotta uh we gotta rate and rank these things. Huh? What do
6: you think? What's top?
3: Hmm. This is tough. They're all solid. Yeah, they're, I, they're all I, pretty good. I even like I even appreciate the gingerbread one. I don't hate any of them. Um the the lowest score I could give any is like I just can't imagine going below a three point seven five. And that'd be for the red velvet.
6: Oh, that's your bottom one? Yeah, it's just too
3: heavy for me. Uh, And maybe not sugary enough. (laughs) Uh, So then from there, that's 3.75 out of 5. Then I'll do, uh, I think, the gingerbread. That's that's a solid 4. I still enjoyed it. I would still consider Mm. that, or I'd be happy to pull that out of the box if those are still sitting around tomorrow or something. Uh, Then I will put the sugar cookie. On top? Well, wow, I'm putting Santa's belly on top. Oh, I actually like that one the that best. The that's your favorite. Most. Yeah. <laughs> wow. It's just such a solid donut. It's just it's just all you need, the Santa's belly. That's like a 4.75 and the sugar cookie 4.5.
6: All right, Isaiah, what do you got?
16: I've got red velvet at the bottom. That's gonna be like a 3.5. I just am not a fan of cake donuts, but I do like the red velvet one. If it's a normal cake donut, it's definitely gonna be lower. So that's a high rating for a cake donut for me. The gingerbread wasn't much of a fan of that either. That would be like a 3.7 Santa's belly probably like a 3.9 and then the sugar cookie which is like my favorite Kind of donut is probably like a four point three. That one's 4. top,
6: 3. real good donut. I'm just gonna rank them, but I'm just putting gingerbread on the bottom, red velvet, and then holiday sugar cookie on top. And where okay. Santa's
3: belly fit in? Uh,
6: that one's just in there. I mean, it's it, just in the mix. It's in the mix. It's there, but uh, for the holiday new ones, that's the the listing. All Fair.
3: right. Well, uh, I think we have a lot of agreement here that this was a. A good food fight. It all was around.
6: good. Good yeah. donuts. Uh, good hey, choices. I know it's an agreement. It's going to be a great rest of the morning. Yeah, it is. Because
1: everybody's going to sure. eat those. Hudson and Isaiah seem like they know a lot about sports. Yet somehow it's Nikki that always gets it right. The Riot Radio U. Uh
3: Have you guys, either of you, been to the Grand Canyon? Yes. You yes. have? Yes. You yep. both been. Yeah. Mm-hmm. what you guys do there?
6: Uh, I took a train to go to the Grand Canyon, Uh-huh. and then we got off that the train, was half the fun? and then your mom yells at you to don't fall over. Yep. <laughs> you see uh-huh. how beautiful it is, and then you get back on the train.
3: How long did that take?
6: Uh, I think it was a couple hours.
3: How much of it did you enjoy?
6: Um, I don't know. I think I was probably young enough. No, wait, I was older. I enjoyed it it was pretty you, did? you enjoyed the is train or the
3: the Grand Canyon
6: both I think I actually enjoyed the train whoa more. that was cool what about you I like the Grand Canyon I've been I think
16: twice maybe three times I think either two or three times that I've been in the Grand Canyon did it I think change? it's pretty awesome <laughs> I think it's pretty epic every time you go there's nothing really to describe it like if you've never been there yeah. you can't really comprehend how amazing it is I think it's pretty darn cool and I went when I was like... Probably like eight and like 16 years old, probably. Uh-huh. And both times I thought it was pretty awesome. And I was pretty young at the time.
3: I think I'd like to, go, I've never been to the Grand Canyon. I think I would like to go one time, but I feel like when, t- it feel, one I, kn- time, I know give it's majesty, yeah. but it's not even like, there's nothing else around the Grand Canyon, right? So you go one time, you see it, uh, you appreciate it, and then that's it. But uh my problem with it is that it's in Arizona, so I may never I may never see it. Uh, but I didn't know this about the Grand Canyon. Did you guys know you're not supposed to and uh, I'm sorry if you already did this, you're not supposed to hit golf balls into the Grand Canyon?
6: Well, since you haven't been there, you didn't know this, but basically, when you go to the Grand Canyon, yeah, you can barely do anything. Because of the rules. Uh, uh, the rules. Yeah. What do so, you mean? Like you have to, you know, follow the rules when uh-huh. you're there, and uh, there's a lot of them.
3: And one of them, do they have it posted? You guys see the sign? Don't hit golf balls into the Grand Canyon. I'm
16: sure there's signs everywhere of like don't throw things in the canyon. Yeah. It seems pretty self-explanatory. Like don't toss stuff down there, but people just like to use it as a landfill. Apparently. And uh, hit golf balls. Into See, if I Australia. went
3: to the Grand Canyon, I think that's the number one thing I would want to do is like, throw something into it.
6: Yeah, that's why there's signs. Yeah,
3: What's well, the fun? They took away like the funnest thing you could do there. It's what do you trash. mean? It's not a trash dump. There's people walking golf down there. Golf balls are trash. Yeah, so they'll be like, ooh, a golf ball. No, they're going to be like, oh my gosh, I'm dead. I just got to hit them with a the golf
16: ball.
6: You're not supposed
3: just to. Just give them helmets or something. Nope. Uh, Seems like kind of defeats the purpose of the awesome tour. I'm,
6: Maybe you shouldn't go to the Grand Canyon. Yeah, it sounds like you aren't responsible enough to, to handle it. I don't, it. don't
3: want to and they don't want me uh until the grand canyon until the borders are redrawn and it's moved out of Arizona I will not be going but uh I and now I don't want to go either because I can't I learned that you can't you guys are telling me you can't throw anything no. I thought no. it was just golf balls uh because I don't know if you of guys Of course you can't what are do you, you mean Are you familiar with Katie Sigmund From TikTok, no. I looked her up, though. She has like 6.9 million followers, and she was under the impression that you could hit golf balls into the Grand Canyon. She's like a golf. I think she actually plays golf. Like she didn't just. She wouldn't be like me and just grab a club and some balls and hardly ever hit them before. I think she actually does golf, so that's why she was doing this. But she was hitting golf balls into the Grand Canyon, and she took it an extra mile too. She threw a club into the Grand Canyon. Uh-oh. You don't want to do that. Probably no. killed a small animal in the act. Probably. Well, it
6: could also, like, you know, crack part of the canyon. Yeah. Like, you know, you don't want to start what? some sort of horrible. Hasn't it been there for like
3: thousands of years? I know. So well, you want to take care if of it? It's so fragile it's that it fragile. can be. It can be thrown into danger by a golf club. Hey, you
16: know what? A lot of golf clubs over the years, a hundred years from now, no more Grand Canyon. How do we like that?
3: <laughs> yeah, Not good, so much. Good point. Good point. So she uh she was I mean, obviously she posted about it and everything. She got hit with a fine. 285 smackers
6: oh that was the uh, ticket for yeah, it
3: yeah her golf club probably cost more than that
6: that was littering and creating hazardous conditions and disorderly conduct
3: and i don't know the more you guys tell me i shouldn't throw things in the grand canyon the more i want to
6: it's there to go look at it it's beautiful but you're not supposed to throw trash in it i'm not who said anything about trash A what are you throwing in it not how using about
3: trash. how about this this is perfect one of the things I love to throw, apples.
6: Apples? Yeah. No, because then they're like, hey, that's an invasive species of an apple tree. Mm-hmm. It's not supposed well, to grow. a here. creature's going to eat it. So
3: some like a uh, uh, donkey or whatever that's down there. And it's going to get some food off of, hey, there's out of the people, deal. There's people walking down there. It's still. a big canyon.
16: What are the odds? But I that's mean, not, that's one that's one not what them. it's about, you know. <laughs> yes. If everybody does it every
3: day, at some point
16: somebody's going to get hit and die.
3: How about this? How about we have? Uh, it's Do you a want big,
6: to
16: die again, from
3: an again, apple? Yeah, it's a big canyon. Okay, <laughs> you want a designated throwing area? Yes, we're not there doing that. It should be a throwing area There's where you not can a throw throwing biodegradable area. materials in to see how far you can throw them. It's well, cool
16: enough just to see it as is. I don't, you think, don't think it, have it to, is. Yes, it's like the, one of the most amazing things you can see on the entire planet. It might be the most amazing thing on the entire planet.
6: I thought you were old enough to be able, mature enough to handle, handle a trip to the Grand Canyon. Appreciate. We're turning the car back around and we're going home. I'm going
3: to somewhere I'm allowed to throw stuff.
1: (laughs) You won't hear a show like this anywhere else. And that's probably for the best. The worst of the riot. Radio U.
3: I have here information about uh, an interesting course that you could take if you went to uh, the University of California, Berkeley, you know, Cal, Cal University. Uh, they are offering, or I think they did this fall semester, a course called Difficult Conversations Conflict Lab.
6: Ooh.
3: And it's all about uh, teaching people, uh, I guess you could guess from the name, that have difficult conversations. A lot of people just like to avoid them, you know, but they want to teach people how to... Navigate giving bad news or like office politics or uh,
6: breaking up with someone.
3: Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> how or, do you do it the right way? Or firing somebody. Oh, wow. Or getting fired. Now we're talking. So yeah. you could think that
6: having a difficult conversation, it could be an art that you could actually learn
3: yeah. how to
6: do it properly.
3: There is, uh, I think there's like two types of people there's people that need to take this course. And there's people that are heartless. And <laughs> Who can that, already do it? <laughs> that no, that, uh, that are teaching the course, I guess. Uh, so which one are you guys? You think you would benefit from learning how to fire somebody or uh, uh, break up with somebody? You think that would be helpful to you?
16: I don't know. To admit it? For me personally, I think I'm good. <laughs> you think you could fire <laughs> you somebody? I
3: think that I can fire somebody, yeah. Yeah, you want to, uh, you know how they... They taught the classes basically like they just got people to role play from both sides of the scenario. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
16: Do you, do you want us to role play? You want to fire me? I'd love to fire you. All you right. can meet me in my office in an hour
3: from now.
6: Nikki, this is aligning perfectly. Yeah. Okay, you're doing a great job, all right? But don't really fire out. him. Well, we'll see.
3: Uh, uh, no, I was, uh, I think... I think I need to take this class. You think so? I think you do too. I've been wanting to fire Isaiah for a long time, and I just haven't had the heart. Well, I think
6: it depends on how they're teaching you. Like, are you actually going to be able to fire someone in a kind way? Because you can fire someone, but you could also be – humane like nice about it yeah and i think that's that's different
3: they uh the way they describe it it does sound like they're trying to be you know they want you to have a heart when you're doing this because uh you
6: don't crush the person yeah even more uh, than they already are being crushed
3: the leaders of the course say you're supposed to ask uh what is your objective when you're going into a conversation is it to make the person feel heard to problem solve or to share your own needs, and how effective were you or will you be at achieving that objective? So, if you're going in to, to break up with somebody uh, or whatever, like, do you are you problem solving? Are you sharing your own needs? Like, I don't know. Like, how do you navigate? I don't even know what 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 is your goal supposed to be there? Besides breaking up with them.
6: They say the students have uh, said the course is amazing and that they now have developed skills to feel confident, especially in the workplace where you might face an issue, not just firing somebody, but even correcting someone that they can now handle it in a more effective way.
3: I I think that maybe just the idea of going in and doing this just so that you have some even if there's not a right way to do it, even though they seem to suggest that there is, uh, it's not something that most of us have a lot of experience with. No. So you don't get a chance to practice firing somebody or breaking up with somebody until you actually have to do it. And then when you actually have to do it, it's still way different from when, if you practice at this thing. Well, they say
6: so, the role playing is is helpful.
3: Yeah. I just hope this doesn't lead a whole bunch of uh, firings over and over again. Uh, Now that everybody can do
16: it, Uh they're like,
6: well, we might as well use this
16: new power we've garnered.
6: Just remember, if anybody wants to meet with you late on a Friday, that's it. You're Mm, done. You're done. It's over.
3: Yeah, that's the part of firing I'm good with. And
6: everybody else is magically gone (laughs) when the time comes just heard the worst of the worst we'd give you the
1: best of the best but we'd have to find that as soon as we do you'll be the first to know
15: jump <laughs>